Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode, not just any old episode, but the 100th episode. So before we get into all the bullshit and all the stuff that doesn't matter and us living vicariously through some of our favorite movie characters and scenes and whatnot, uh, it, it was a, there's a lot of people that helped get to 100, and uh, you all deserve a thank you, and I'm the worst at being sincere. I'd rather, I'd rather do this the way we do this, which is arguing with other people's points and perspectives that I don't have to uh, shed emotion or, or put forth emotion. Right. I'm using somebody else's. So this is mine. I'm a little nervous, guys. So bear with me here. I actually wrote this out because I, I wanted it to go well. So first of all, thank you to the fans. Thank you for your ears, your comments, your follows, mostly your downloads. Uh, we hope to interact with you a lot more now that we can have an idea what we're doing with the show. So if you like what we're doing, head to our website, follow us on social media, stay in touch with us, follow all of our shit. More of you that do that, more people we can eventually affect so we, we 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 like the universe that we've created so we want to bring our fans into it which is the point of the youtube series and just putting up videos of anybody that we know us our friends or family whatnot uh to create a universe of debaterness if you will with horrible made-up words but first and foremost thank you to the fans there's no reason to be at 100 and i'm i know i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and be like 100 like how many does fucking joe rogan have right like it's but it's 100 for us and in our world that means a lot so to, to not pay you guys a little respect at the top of the show. Because uh, without fans, without followers, uh, we could not record it, and it would be just as fun. So thank you, fans. Uh, on to our guests and the Manitoba film community. Uh, in short, you make us look a whole lot cooler than we're supposed to. <laughs> we're super grateful for that. Uh, your time in answering our questions and taking a chance on a group of nerds just helps us look the part. You, you've made us, you give us clout. You make us look cooler. You don't make us look like a bunch of yokels. So um, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your ideas. We, we love everybody in Manitoba. And we will, we will, there's a seat for a Manitoba film professional always in the Real Debater universe in any way, shape, or form. You push paper, you push camera, you push cord, whatever. We want to talk to you because we want to know your shit. And it's really important that other people out there know how much work it takes to make a film. So if you're from Manitoba, know that. Uh, but we'll talk to anybody. So if you're in Canada and you've got something on the go, and this is your first time listening, and you're like, what's all this thank you shit for? We we want to thank you in advance for saying yes to coming on the show. That's what, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but in, in case in point here, shut up, Michael. Thanks, guys. Thank you to, to, to On Screen Manitoba, Film Training Manitoba, Manitoba Film and Music, uh, Actra, IATSE, all you guys, um, you you are one hell of a fucking crew. And uh, for taking time out of your busy lives, like when you're done and you say yes to a local podcast, that's a huge win for us. So thank you so much for that, guys. Uh, to, to our base, to our local podcasters, first of all, Manitoba Podcast Fest for letting us come on our first year when we had no idea what we were doing. That was that was super big of you. You like you elevated the show. You made it. We were like, oh, we're invited. We're invited to a fucking festival. What the fuck are we even doing? So that was that was super cool. Uh, the potty and boys, you know who you are, but nobody knows who you are like I do. So Sean and Todd from Sean Geek. Uh, Sean, your positivity is contagious for a cynic like me. So uh, thank you for just always, you know, put on a better smile the next day. I don't know. This emotion shit's my, my downfall. But thank you just for being the positive uh, podcast uh, light that you are sir and to your brother todd you've helped me technically with a bunch of shit you've helped us technically with a bunch of shit 
Uh, and he came over one afternoon and spent time with me when he totally didn't have to. So uh, Sean and Todd from Sean Geek, go give him a listen. Those guys are the shit. Uh, Sam from Which Police Radio. Uh, I sent you Twitter messages and was like, can you talk to me about what you do and teach a stranger how to do it? And you did. Most people wouldn't do that. So that's super solid of you, dude. Thank you for thank you for making me feel like I wasn't a, a loser standing outside wanting to come in the party. You were just like, come on in. Water's warm. We have a pool at this party. Whatever. Uh, and lastly, the third party in, or fifth party in point. I don't I don't count doing this. Why should I have to? Uh, James Beaver. Uh, James, <laughs> you English bastard. Um, I know I said this to you before and we have it on record, but without you putting me in front of um, ongoing history, new music with Alan Cross, that would not have gotten me an interview with Kevin Smith, which is on our Instagram feed. If people want to see it, you can go take a look at that video and see me try not to lose my shit because I'm talking with the nerd of all time. Anyways, uh, without that thing with Alan Cross at the podcast festival definitely wouldn't have had that gig. So thank you for that, sir. And thank you for your show and putting us through the shit that you put us through um, weekly. It's great. I mean, by shit, I don't mean you. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? The movies you pick. Anyways, uh, to the local podcasting crew, to our podcast group, you guys are you guys are the best. We bounce shit off of each other. It's a really cool thing. So uh, mom, specifically mom, mom, not just for, you know, all of the biological shit, but uh, thanks for letting me take an education fund that you held on to pretty tight. You were like, maybe I'll go to school when you're 40. Uh, you just wouldn't give it up. But then I was like, I want to do this. And you were like, Go make mistakes, try things, and uh, did all those things. So, but without you, uh, no microphones, no board, no nothing. No, well, it probably would have, we would have gotten it, but it would have been shit. Um, so uh, thank you for not, thank you for stopping me and letting me get really good shit and giving your only child who suffers from only child syndrome a microphone to talk to the world in. Because uh, everybody should pay attention to me because I'm the only one. No, whatever. Uh, Mom, I love you, and uh, you're you you're just yeah. You took to this like a duck to water, and that was super cool because it's not an this is it's a steep learning curve for me. So getting when you wanted to download podcasts onto your phone, I knew I had the hooks in you. I was like, got another one, even if she doesn't listen to our show for much uh, longer and just gets into her gardening shows, whatever. She's a fan. So mom, I love you. Uh, to the cast, we'll start we'll start young to old. I guess we'll go in some sort of order here. Uh, Jimmy, you are the oldest soul, one of the oldest souls I know and a gem of a dude. Thank you so much for showing all of us a side of horror that we never would have watched uh, because we wouldn't have you cheering it on and 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 just selling it so perfectly. We would have never watched Sleepaway Camp, dude. We would never be talking about as much horror as we're talking about. And just you in general, man. Like I said, you're an old soul. You're full of good vibes. And uh, that's... Everybody knows that about you. I'm just telling the rest of the world he doesn't. Uh, Rob, thanks for pushing us to get better gear. And your love of talking for hours and hours and hours and hours on end about anything film-related. Uh, Mark, you thank Mark, you. Mark, thank you for making interviews easier. And your ability to roll with the punches helps me and puts me at ease when we're doing that stuff because I get all nerdy and shit and fanboy. Ian, your sense of film, Ian Bawa. New debater. Your sense of film and range and what you like makes us all better film nerds. You have amazing taste and such a great eye. Uh, Steve Taylor, our resident film professional as well. Uh, your advice on just record everything and leave nothing out has paid dividends over and over and over again. I have so many things 
people should never hear. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, not everybody needs to hear that many dick jokes in a row. That's why we cut it. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Charles. Charles Fernandez from the Nerdgasm Show and our most recent crown debater as of like a week ago. You are the ultra nerd, sir. You were king. You were you were only under Kevin Smith. Well, maybe a few others, but you know what I mean. Everyone loves your passion on the show, and you just you you suck up information like a sponge. So we just leech off. No, I'm kidding. We don't leech off you. You are one fantastic dude, and I'm glad I met you. And and everybody is like, yeah, get Charles. Yeah, call Charles. What's up? What's up? What's up? We don't want to eat anymore. Get Charles. I'm kidding, guys. You're both loved. You're both new. You're both loved. You're both perfect. So perfect. Uh, lastly, Aaron, uh, who designed. The writing, that's his handwriting in the logo because he was just like, stop being such a picky asshole and uh, pick something. And I was like, I like that. He was like, I drew that. I'm like, okay, let you make it simple. So he drew the writing. And he's always been like the graphic guy who gives me tips and tells me how to JPEG this and whatever that. Because I didn't know a lot. I knew this shit, but I didn't know how to do it professionally. So I think, I think I've got everybody. Oh, oh, there's, a, there's one more cast member. I didn't forget you on purpose, Mark. Martin Navarro, ladies and gentlemen, is the first person I said want to do this to. And he said yes. And I wouldn't have done it on my own. I wouldn't have been able to reach out as far. I probably would have, but I wouldn't have done it as well. And so for all the behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody sees, it's just me and you bounce shit off of each other. Uh, and, and just saying yes. Man, like you said, yes. Like you had no idea what we were going to do. And we all know how much shit we didn't get recorded. And we, our first episode is literally fixing a glitch and just going, okay, record now. Hopefully it, it takes it all. Um, so that's what's like prefacing before the show is panic and hysteria and, and like sweat on that first ep, that Batman debacle. And uh, you've stuck through it pretty, you've stuck through it. You're, you're the OG, motherfucker. You are the melody to my notes. You're the peanut butter to my jelly. I love you. Like peas and carrots. I'm just blending lines. Anyways, dude, you you know it. So um, thanks for just saying yes and making this happen with me. Like that's that's a lot. It's a big thank you. That's why you were last. Anyways, uh, to Shauna, my wife, my partner, my panda, my best friend. Uh, thank you for putting up with every broody moment of me just being a dick, not getting my way with this thing, and not knowing how to make a mistake, and not knowing how to act like an adult all the time during those mistakes and putting up with a lot of shit for watching cords getting pulled in and out of the bedroom all the time because that was the best lighting. No, that really wasn't why. It was just the best sound. <laughs> and uh, just be always asking, always going, how to go? Always wanting to know where it's at. You're my, you're my panda. You're my cheerleader. Um, I'm not going to tell you why she's my panda. Fuck you. You guys don't get that much information today. Being emotional, not... Facebooky. Anyways, <laughs> not, no offense to anybody who gets all emotional on Facebook. Whatever, that's your thing. Point is, baby, um, I love you, and I'm gonna start rambling more. And just know that every, every, every time I've ever not been able to get back on my feet with this, and it was a, it was a learning curve. Uh, it, you were the one pushing my ass off the couch to stop watching Netflix and figure it out. So I love you so much for that. I think that's my performance. Yeah, that is. That's everybody. Holy shit. We got, I think I think we, if I forgot you, I'm really sorry. Uh, I wanted to put this here because it's more important than the episode. So if you've already skipped this, then that's totally fine. But this is uh, 
this is a big thing for us. I mean, it's a normal Wednesday in a pandemic. Figured out how to do a podcast in one. Um, so it's it's not it's 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 uh, this week. If if, if let's, fuck, shut up, Michael. Let's just get into it. This week. Thanks everybody. No, seriously. Thanks for um, thanks for everything you've done to make me better at something I had no idea how to do. That's for every single one of you. Anyways, back to the show. So who's on the show? Who's on this normal Wednesday show? Uh, Martin, coming in from Vancouver. Mark, me, and Rob. No debate. Many debates. Shorts. That's what we call them. We don't have a name for it yet. <laughs> so we talked about if we were, if we were Vincent Vega, Vincent Vega, and we were in the same scenario as him with Mia Wallace and the uh, infamous heroin overdose, could we handle that scene? Should we handle that scene? Would we handle that scene? How would we do in our real everyday life? Uh, do uh, how would we do in post-apocalyptic environments? We do some this or that. Would you rather's? Uh, a big opening round of what we watched this week. We go deep in the paint on that. I don't even want to tell you what it is because it's such an eclectic. Uh, uh, this is one of the most colorful. Uh, what did you watch? Like just from each little like genre and streaming service. It's just all over the map. And then lastly, we play a new game that Mark invented. Mark invented this game. Said it in the chat room, and it was like. Holy shit. Yeah, we should do that because it's going to be embarrassing. We play a new game called Admit It. Admit It is clearly that. Admit a movie that is so beloved, so well-known. Throw a rock down the street, you nail every single, you nail 100 people that have seen it in, in, in 20 feet. Bad math. Point is, it's the it, a super well-known, loved movie that you haven't seen. And then argue why you haven't seen it. Why is it, why it fell off your radar, why you never got around to it, why it's not on your watch list, so on and so forth. And always lots more. So that's what's on the show. Um, I am unfortunately locked out of some things on my analytics, so I don't know who the top ten is this week. So we'll figure that out next week. Uh, and that's uh, nobody's fault. Nobody here know that. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna shut up. Let you guys get into a show and enjoy our 100. We got like hundreds more in us now. And I think we've worked out all the kinks. I think we figured out that we're not going to do this and not going to do that and don't do that and don't do this. So uh, a special big thank you to everybody. Like if you're if you've listened to everyone consecutively, good fucking job. I should have something for you, but I don't. Um, then you've put up with a lot of like, what about this? Let's try that. Where's this coming from? All that shit. We're kind of done with. So uh, put up with our Zoom sound for a little longer. Our province is slowly getting the vid under control so uh we might only uh just have one person on zoom going forward as much as possible which would be so great because that's we all get to just stare at martin for hours it's the delicious puppy dog eyes i tell you guys go follow him on facebook you'll know what i'm talking about point is i've said enough if this is your first time you've heard a lot try our other 99 uh it it they uh they're they're fun uh and to like i, like I said thank you guys you have made all of us very happy. All of uh, I know the guys can't say it. Like I always say, there was we, we do this days after because we all have other shit to do. But uh, they are all they're all like fuck yeah, this is awesome, way to go, right? There's a lot of psyched good energy over here from all of you guys. So from all the cast and all the people over here on this end, I will cue the reel, and you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. The official space section of the chart. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! 
show you on order. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to stay far away. <laughs> Let's dig into movies, shall we? Yeah. Welcome to another Real Debaters production. Uh, we have got a special show for you today. We don't have another debate. We do have a bunch of fun rousing questions to get into uh first let's 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 see who's here uh who's in the corner over here mark cowell on over here jimmy stewart (laughs) just you just fucked up his name like (laughs) skinner you just combine stewart and jimmy skinner together uh yeah because i'm like really into hitchcock you're a fucking wonderful life over here okay you know what lay off okay (laughs) i'm rob stracken yeah fucking rob stracken (laughs) damn right you are who's in vancouver uh, Jimmy Stewart the Third, aka Martin Navarro. Yes, <laughs> yes thank Mark, you. Mark, you want another crack at this? No, no. <laughs> and I'm Michael Petro, and uh, I want to know, Martin, what the fuck did you watch this week? Oh, I watched. Uh, there's this. Uh, what's it called? Predestination, that new Ethan Hawke thing that's on Netflix. That's so good. Anybody it's else? Good that? man, it's a mind fuck. Oh, okay. Dig it. Go. Hot. I'll just, I'll, I won't spoil it, but uh, if you've seen Futurama, all Roswell ends well. Um, the whole point was like Fry becomes his own grandfa- great grandfather or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty much the whole point of the movie of this one. But it's got some cool, interesting twists and turns. It's really good. It's like a time travel movie. It is one of the most, I will back him up on is one of the most mind bending time travel movies because it plays with, it's, it's, it's a Nolan, but more understandable. Would that so what's it called a... again? Pre- yeah, predestination. Uh, Ethan Hawk. Who's um? Let's see who gets there first. That t- um, it reminds me of that TikTok I sent you guys this week about the. <laughs> Give me a premise. <laughs> that guy is genius. He's hilarious. What what? Do you remember, does anybody remember the name of his? Charles back in time, but he can't show his whole face. Right. Oh my God! You have to send me that after. Did he realizes the guy that's telling him this is covering his face. It's him in the future. <laughs> That's the end of the movie, but it's the beginning of the movie. That's <laughs> then we watch the entire movie backwards. <laughs> that's exactly predestination. Um, hang on here. So yeah, I, Ethan... I, I feel like he was making fun of Tenet, but that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so we have Ethan Hawke, Sarah Snook, Noah Taylor. Who's you know Noah Taylor? So He's from Game of Thrones. He was in Game of Thrones. Uh, he was in Vanilla Sky. He was the Doctor in Vanilla I Sky. I know a Taylor or two. You know a Taylor or two? <laughs> I miss Jonathan it. Taylor Thomas. Is that a Taylor still? Like Tim Taylor. Hold the door. Door. No, hold, it's not hold the, the hold the door. It's not hold the door, uh, oh. but yeah, that's above the line. Uh, but it is like it. It definitely messes with when. I mean, spoiler alert. It's been out for like what twenty fourteen. Is that how long it's been? Yeah, twenty fourteen was the release date. Okay. Wow. Jeez. Oh, yeah, it's been around for a while. But um, essentially, it is that right. Like she ends up finding out that. Well, you know what? This is one of those movies that you shouldn't ruin. So. I will stop right there and save everybody. Uh, yeah, no spoilers, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I. Uh, the guy on TikTok is called It's Even Williams. It's Even Williams, not Evan Williams. I don't. I, I, it, the the Jim, text is really fucking small. Okay? James Stewart. What was that? Hey, uh, can I borrow <laughs> your uh, bifocals there, uh, Mark? My shades. <laughs> uh, what was your What was your favorite part about it, Martin? Just I can't if I if I go over the favorite part, it would be a, such a spoiler to the whole audience. And, and is it as good or better than Gattaca? better than Gattaca. I like, I, yeah, I like, I really like this one. It was a surprise. I'm, I'm surprised I've never heard of it because I like time travel and sci-fi, so I'm surprised it took me this long to... I think all of Michelle's rom-coms that she's been watching on the Netflix has fucked up the algorithm and I'm mad that that hasn't shown up for me as recommended. <laughs> Ooh, just search it. It's on there, buddy. Add it to your list right now. I think I need to create a separate profile for her. It yeah. is, <laughs> it is on... 
Do not share networks account. Yeah. The algorithm will fuck with you. No, listen to that man in over there because you know what? I'm gonna delete you have it. To embrace... I'm gonna delete it and start a fresh new one and make her have her of her own. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Em- embrace our AI overlords. Yeah, because like Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol and Peppa Pig keeps fucking with shit too. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Your top your top ten is Peppa Pig and <laughs> I, I refuse yes. to bleed. No, I have a separate one for Lucy. I don't bleed accounts in this house. Like Sean has got somebody feed Phil and Big Mouth on hers, and I have like you don't every- like Big Mouth. I love Big Mouth, okay. but I'm just saying like. That's what her algorithm shows her, so we let that show her that, so we get that, and then we optimize on the AI from IT Professor Mark over here, where I get what I get, she gets what she gets, and then the algorithm works for us. Instead of using the same shit and getting caught in the middle with Peppa the Pig and Saw showing up like <laughs> the same fucking feed, right? Like, wow, that would be that's that's another show. That's, that's we're gonna mix horror algorithms basically with Animal pop, Farm with yeah. popular kids shows. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No. Four legs good, two legs bad. Mark, animal. Rob, <laughs> I just Rob, say it again so we don't forget. Well, it's on recording, but <laughs> so for a future show, we will take an adult horror movie and mix it with a popular child's cartoon. Fuck yes, fuck yes, that is going. But down it, a but dark it has hole. to be. It has to be like um, under seven popular t- sure. yeah, kids yeah, show. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Dora the Explorer, yeah. Barney, yeah. Peppa Pig, yeah. Sesame Street. Uh, Sesame Street, Magic School Bus, Carmen San Diego. Carmen San Diego's too old. Too really? Yeah, I can't really remember. Fucking Arthur, 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 Babar, 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 Scooby Kujudoo. Maybe Ast- <laughs> maybe Astro Boy, maybe Astro Boy. Did you just try to combine Scooby and Cujo? <laughs> yeah. Can you do it one more time? I was I, I, I was I was trying some stuff out in my head. I don't know. Kujidoo, Doo. Kuji Doo, Kuji Doo, Kuji Doo. That's the name of the episode right there. It's fucking Kuji Doo. I love it. Okay, um, I, Martin, and, I think the and co- I, I need you to write an opening theme song. <laughs> yes, I want a whole fucking jingle, thirty seconds. It'll replace ours. He um, would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> Martin, correct me if I'm wrong, but the entire movie takes place in a bar. Uh, no, it's oh. I guess mostly in a bar, but there's a couple different scenes that they go outdoors for some. Uh, is it your? Is it one of your favorite Ethan Hawk movies? No, not really, but I mean, it's it's still a good surprise. Like, I didn't expect much from it on Netflix. And I got 2014 sci-fi movie with Ethan Hawke. How good is this going to be? So I went into really low expectations and was pleasantly surprised. Does he smoke angel dust? <laughs> no, he doesn't get wet. So it's not as good as Is he a better bro- uh, actor than his brother, Mike? <laughs> is it better? Is he an adult film star? Is that adult? He's an adult film star. He's the milk hunter. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. Why that's somewhere stored in here. Petro what? almost bit for that one. I almost, almost I bit. was fucking dangling. What's what's my cock been in? <laughs> I don't, my, I was saying it quietly behind the mic going. Oh, my, oh okay. Thought I almost had you. There. You, you fucking. Oh. I was I was I was fighting on on my cock. Um, but, what's your favorite thing, my cock? <laughs> what's my cock been in, guys? I don't. Know. <laughs> Where's my mom? Where's my cock been? Um, He's been hanging out with Mike Hunt. I just want. <laughs> <laughs> zinga, zinga, zinga. Martin, I just want to confirm though. Did you just say Ethan Hawke's brother is the guy from Milf Hunter? <laughs> this is just a joke. It's oh, the internet. Okay. I, I just, I wanted. To, I just didn't there, want was to... a, there was a guy online, a porn star named Mike Hawke. <laughs> oh, of course there was. If there wasn't, one of us would probably have to be. Uh, all right, so like, out of <laughs> from Milf Hunter to Manhunter, could we say a quick thing? <laughs> Martian Manhunter, right? Martian also Mr. played by Mike Hawk. 
Why hasn't there been a porno called Martian Milf Hunter yet? You assume. You know what? There's gonna be. Yeah. Rule, hey, rule thirty-four of the internet. There it is. If if you've said it, it will be a porn. Uh, what would you say it, it, out of five? Level of time travel movie? Like, is it a really good time travel movie? Like, fuck the plot aside. Just the way they play with time and pull the yarn. Is it worth getting into if you're a big time travel nut? Because I've seen it on every top ten time travel movie lists. Oh. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. I I would give it my like I gave it my full attention the other day. I didn't have like I wasn't on my phone scrolling through things and wasn't trying to read through articles while I was watching. I legit paid attention to the movie and it was really good. I would give it like maybe a three and a half, maybe four, somewhere between there out right. of five. And it's Netflix, right? Yeah. Awesome. Rob, I know you said it before we started, so I'm going to hit you up next. What did you watch this week? Biatch? Not Martian Milf Hunter. And, I just <laughs> it and, and it looks like it doesn't exist at this point. Well, we got a question coming up from, from fans after we're done this that's going to have everything to do with Milf Hunters and Martian porn. So. Oh, great. But awesome. Isn't it interesting? Because just because it's not on the internet, you assume that it doesn't exist. I do yeah. Like, if it's not on the internet, it's not real? I Are you saying that I should have done the search in incognito mode yes. and it would have shown up? <laughs> Did you use DuckDuckGo and a VPN? I, I, I will you in a, a minute. Tor browser? Are you on the dark half of the yeah. net? Right. Can I just say a funny thought before we get into that pick? Like, just because we're on the subject of porn, I find I'm deleting my browser history a lot sooner the older I get. Like, I'm, I'm used to when I was younger, it'd be like a week, maybe two weeks before I deleted my browser history. Now that I'm getting older and could potentially die at any minute i'm deleting it like every five minutes now because i don't want people to see what i search when i die as he's jerking off and finishing he's, <laughs> he's like he's like oh i gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta delete all this i gotta yeah. i gotta delete as i go delete as you go that's his that's his, that's his new kink is deleting his is deleting <laughs> uh his search browser just as he's about to come oh, oh yes now i can come oh the shame yeah. oh the, like the yeah the shame never happened we delete right. it. So, empty it like the trash can in my phone never happened um, what did you watch this week, Rob? You know, it's weird. When you said trash can, the first thing that pops in my mind is uh, the scene from Van Wilder where the guy, like, they he they give him, like, the colon blow, and then he, like, has to go into the <laughs> And then he basically, he's, like, he's like, his stomach's going, and he's, like, he's all sweating and stuff, and he just grabs a trash can, pulls down his pants, and just shits in it. <laughs> That's great. Um, what did I watch this week? Not Van Wilder. Um... Uh, surprisingly, I watched a movie from uh, 2017. Give it to me. Starring uh, Kevin Hart and Michael Cranston called The Upside. Oh. And, and if you haven't seen this movie, it's really fucking good. What's the plot? I know about uh, it. So the, the plot? so the plot is basically about Kevin Hart plays, plays a guy who's recently got out of prison, looking for a job, is kind of uh, estranged with his, uh, with his ex, with, I don't know if it, or his wife and his kid. And Michael Cranston is a super rich investor, writer, all this kind of stuff, who was in an accident and has become a quadriplegic. And because of happenstance and him going to a place for a job interview where this other job interview is going, ends up getting a job being, um, I think they refer to it as a life auxiliary. Yeah, I it, remember that yeah, scene in the he's trailer. Yeah, he's essentially like, you know, just like helping him with day-to-day -day tasks. Auxiliary proxy kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. right? And uh, they both learned lots from each other. And I don't know, it's just good dialogue, really well done. Mike, uh, Brian Cranston does such a good job as a quadriplegic because he's able to convey that um, presence and he's able to and that body language without basically be, without being able to move anything below would his that neck. have been made like mid breaking bad 
No, 2017 was after Breaking Bad. But I mean, it was made if it was released in 2017. It would have been made in 2016, probably. So it could potentially be during Breaking Bad. I thought Breaking Bad ended in 2015 or 2014. I'll tell you in a second. Keep fighting. 2013. Yes. That's how long ago. It That's out. how much there's... time you've lost lately. <laughs> Blink and there's a decade gone. Because um, you've been working on your deck. That's how you lose yeah, a decade. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was... I could have used a decade, yeah. so I didn't have to do it on myself. I just I didn't know where to put that. Yeah. You found the home for it. Awesome. Okay, can, back can, to can I continue to talk about my shit? All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I liked it because it's it's great seeing Kevin Hart in a non comedic role. And it actually kind of shows, you know, that he's capable of more. I mean, obviously, the character. I think everything Kevin Hart's done is a non comedic role. <laughs> 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 uh, his stand up. Yeah. The other movie, the other movie that I just watched was last night, and uh, so there was an article that I saw uh, with uh, Elliot Page, and I guess uh, he had gotten uh, top surgery. Okay. And so I was kind of intrigued, and I was kind of thinking to myself like you know are they are they adjusting all the credits in in the streaming services from yeah, Ellen yeah, page yeah. to Elliot page which they have but then i thought further and i said because everything's in the digital realm now are studios editing the credits right so i flat li- <laughs> flatliners came up from 2017 yeah she was in the remake or reboot. in the in the reboot he was in the remake, remake sorry he, he was in the yep. remake and uh and so i started watching and it still says ellen page in the credits right and then i was just like fuck it i've never seen this movie i'm gonna fucking watch it and it was okay <laughs> <laughs> what movie flat you've never seen Flatline? no no this the remake oh okay oh no oh me neither oh oh please have i it? have i not seen the original yeah, motherfucker? Like, of course i have fuck? Yeah, no, yeah. they re they re- Kiefer Sutherland has a uh, has a small role in the remake. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. And I mean, but it... there was no Oliver Platt, so I was not interested. <laughs> I love Oliver Platt. So one might say that Flatliners flatlined. Uh, sure. I don't like your dad pun, but uh, that was well yeah, put. That was weak. It was okay. Like it, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Did it entertain me for an hour and forty? Oh, I thought you were minutes? talking about Mike's pun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll take my lashes. Yeah. <laughs> It entertained me for an hour and 40 minutes, that time. <laughs> if we know anything, we know I go long. So, yeah, that would make sense. Go on. Um, and uh, and I've been re-watching Invincible because it's fucking the best. And that's yep. all I can say. Well, I just segue into what I've watched because all I've watched is Invincible. Like, <laughs> just watched. fucking rubber to rubber. I've had no time for anything but hockey playoffs and Invincible. Well, that's uh, what... How many times have you watched the, the, the last scene of the first episode? Oh, God, that is bloody. Dude, it's fucking dope. So good. It's so good. That we... and the, the, the fight in the, the uh, fucking whatever his name is, Iron Face, Tech Face, whatever. Robot? What's his name? Robot? The... This is Robot. Robot face? Yeah. Robot. It, the fight in his office is also fucking yeah, bloody as fuck. Yeah, it is good. It is good. I just love watching him. Like, I feel bad for the mountain in the last episode. Like, when they fight <laughs> and, like, he just keeps pummeling him. I'm like, that mountain, I mean, I know it's an inanimate object, but, like, a force in an inanimate object, that's what happens when they hit, right? Oh, for a second there, I thought you were talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, no, that, that, that was pretty gory, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But um, <laughs> when he gouged out his eyes. Yeah. yeah. You, well, you, you knew that that fight with the hound was coming. <laughs> 
They've been the, building that shit. The two, the I want to see the upside first of all, just to kind of. Mm-hmm. I know, and and, and and you're gonna watch Flatliners. No, I'm not. No, not 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 at all. What my glowing recommendation didn't uh... won't touch it. I mean, it's a classic. Is it ni- early nineties? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Okay, yeah, so it is in the realm of the best era of cinema. And no, it was in the era of when every movie that came out, everybody saw because not many movies. The came best out. era of cinema is nineteen ninety. Not nineteen ninety. The nineties is the best era of cinema ever. For a lot of reasons, I think Ian would fight you, and so would Aaron right now. Probably, but that's okay. I mean, they're welcome to it. I know I'm making a bold statement, and I'll probably regret it halfway through. Fucking Super Bowl. Is that because Titanic came out and you just love that one? No, it's probably. (laughs) Draw me like one of your. Draw me like one of your French girls, Jack. I'm the um, king of the world, <laughs> and I have a bonus. listen, bitch. There's room on that fucking piece of wood for Jack too, so slide over. Didn't have to let go, Rose. You could have just let him go. No, I think that's a gut reaction because that's. The- I apologize <clears throat> for calling her bitch. I just came up in the '90s, right? So you yeah, instinctively yeah. No, go to the it. fact that that's your era of filmmaking. But if you want me to think about it, we can have that conversation. Well, let's 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 review why the '90s is not the greatest era of film because really the only true standout movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger made in that entire decade was <laughs> True Lies, and it's fucking good. True but, Lies is great. But let's look pretty at the sure catalog. Kin- pretty of- sure Kindergarten Cop was in that era. <sighs> it's right oh. on the fucking cusp, but it does it. it's not as good as Commando or Predator. <laughs> I love how you're defining the 90s by Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the best part of this. So Obviously- wait, guys, nobody liked The Last Action Hero? Just me? Yeah. The Chapa. <laughs> I was gonna mention Last Action Hero, and you know what's the best part of Last Action Hero? When the when the uh, the villain I can't remember his name throws the axe, and he like ducks it, and the axe goes right over his face. That part's fucking dope. That was wasn't that a three D movie? And wasn't that one of the? It was 3- not a three D movie. Wasn't it a three D movie? But remember when they did a massive advertising where they put Last Action Hero painted it on the side of a rocket before it shot up? But by that point, nobody gave a fuck about NASA. Nobody watched rocket launches anymore, and it was like that's a big waste of money. That is a. Huge... I don't think Rob took his Adderall today. I don't think he. Yeah. Yeah, I know because we <laughs> let's thank you. Um, uh, so uh, the upside is really good. Flatliners is um, shit. Last action hero was put on a rocket. And another Our, thing. And another thing. <laughs> and another we thing. define what is the greatest decade in movies based on Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that were released. And the reason why the 80s is the best is because Conan the Barbarian was released in 1982, and that is all. I thought you were going to say cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine was released in the seventies, bro. Debate. Cocaine versus. It was hot in the eighties, though. It was no, hot in the eighties. It was better in the seventies because the there was no AIDS, so people <laughs> were afraid of unprotected sex. Mark, what did you watch this week? I, I just I I watched fucking Invincible. That okay, all right. And so that's hockey, all I had time. But hockey and, ho- and, and hockey and hockey. And I only started yeah. watching Invincible. Well, you see, in the last week, so I just packed it all in. There is. I watched it all in one day. There is behind the scenes <laughs> shit here because we were all supposed to do the Invincible episode tonight, where we and we're going to do it, where we're going to fan cast the live version of it and see if J.K. Simmons actually could do it on screen or not. Like I, I think that's part. Like they they voice casted these characters so well. Oh, yeah. That pulling them out of and not include it's almost offensive but at the same time it's just gonna be fun to do but second to that you crushed invincible like like you you, it was fomo involved invincible i think right and i just hit it hard and yeah i i didn't have that much hard like a crack pipe yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah. again and again um because yeah i didn't have much time to watch tv because i was really really busy but then i just fitted it every time i sat down i i put on 
an episode and, and watched it. And I couldn't even finish full episodes most of the time. I was watching it in like little 20 minute, half an hour bursts. So on the can. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm going to but... the bathroom again. So we've all been like, Fuck yeah, invincible. You have the floor for a couple seconds. I was, what is I your was, favorite part? You know about what? It? I. I'll be honest, I was really hesitant at the beginning because I'm like, I don't want to watch a cartoon. Exact same thing. Right? I thought the and same I thing. let Martin guy I let him be my I'm spirit like, animal and I just did it. I don't know if I can get into Side. a cartoon. And then I started watching it and right away it took me back to like the eighties, like X Men cartoons and That was the nineties. Right? Was it the nineties? No, it was not. It was yes, the eighties. Well I watched 90s. Because I was in high school in the 90s, and I wasn't watching X-Men cartoons. Best era of film. That's all I have to say. Go on. Uh, the Batman so, cartoon from the 80s. So anyways, I it kind of really took me back. And That's like, exactly yeah, the 90s, I like, You know, even the interactions of, like, old Spider-Man type, uh, the old Spider-Man yes. cartoon, right? It, it kind of took me back to that that time, and I'm like, yeah, I do like this. Like, And then I got into right? it, and I got into it more, and, more, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, don't. And now I'm super sad that it, there's not another season right away. Or there's not 22 episodes of season one. <laughs> right? And it's, so, violence-wise, story-wise, you're sucked, you're good. I, you know what? I, the violence was uh, perfect. somewhat <laughs> somewhat necessary perfect. to some extent um, because of just to sort of paint the the story and really lay out, um, <laughs> lay out Omni-Man's, you know, sort of. Uh, it's the Mona Lisa. Like who he is, right? And they really packed all the Viltrumite stuff into like the last episode about like they were really yeah they were there. really yeah. jamming it in there especially when the Seth Rogen comes from the other planet and... <laughs> one eyed alien yeah yeah <laughs> oh I should have warned you <laughs> somehow there's a working relationship between Kirkman and him on another project which is how he was like hey you wanna you wanna do the one eyed alien t- guy Seth Rogen it, let's just talk about him as a producer right now he's producing like everything that's amazing on fucking fire did you see his pickle movie. The American so, it was so adorable. I liked it. I loved it. I liked it. But it you see good. him as like his producer credits are just fucking insane right now. Martin yeah. can back me up on this, but ching, I think ching, he ching, gets. Ching, ching, doesn't ching, he get a lot ching, of rewrite ching. work for like punching up yeah. movies and he's, making he's shit done, funny? He's done that for twenty. Yeah, years. I'm sure. Yeah, that's what he does. He's been doing that for a while. The boys. He's fucking Rogan. Like, <clears throat> well, so Rogan's a big nerd. Like, he's he's yeah. a nerd. He loves comic books, and that's he ba- he backs what he wants to see himself. Like, he's a fan, right? That's what makes him good at these types of shows, producing them. So, and I heard him on Dax, and he says the exact same thing. He's like, if you if you're not a f- like, you can't make somebody do a thing as best as if a fan did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, and he's he's just fucking funny. That's why Henry Cavill is so good in these roles. I yes. think he's a fucking nerd. He's finally, I think Rogan's finally got to the point of he's made enough money that now he can do whatever the fuck whatever's he wants. from his heart. And that's kind of why he's like, he opened this, this weed company, right? That's and he wrote of, a book. And, but it's fun. His, his weed company, I remember seeing him, I don't know if it was on Rogan or if it was on Dax or something like that, but it's, they sell a shit ton of furniture, right? Like, yeah, because he makes pottery and stuff. Yeah. Right? It's 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 really kind of cool. It's called like something home. I, I can't remember what it's Good called. Good home? Is that maybe? No. Is it furniture that's really comfortable to pass out to when you smoke a lot of no, weed? No, but it's like Should be. it's like fancy fucking ashtrays that people Ooh. don't make anymore and like things that like are the kind that you would see in a government office. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it is kind of it's kind of cool cuz they found out that he's got a, a big uh you know, interest in design and furniture design and stuff. But yeah, and he's I I thought he was kind of a goofball 
kid teenager make a bunch of weed films like fucking Pineapple Express, and now I kind of think he's a genius. He is a genius. He's a he's a savant in hiding. Like I couldn't agree with you more. He just he has this touch. He's got that Midas touch right now, and and it definitely stems from. He's a good dude too. Like it's he's 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 like yeah. It's, his statements around everything to do with um, Franco and yeah yeah yeah. Like, it's been very well played, like very well s- stated. Um, it's a good time to be a nerd in Hollywood. Yeah. Can I can I can I bring <laughs> up one thing that. about Invincible before I forget? You're allowed to bring up one thing. Do you th- do you think when they start when they start doing uh, season two and they're doing like the like the voice recordings and stuff? If J.K. Simmons shows up on set without a mustache, they're going to send him home, right? And make <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Th- yeah, that he's, is all. Yeah, no, he's he. That that's a faux pas. I agree with that's you. That's the one part. That, <laughs> get in the character. Get that's in the, the character, one part that you? kind of I, I don't know if I I really agree with is they took like the old Spider Man J. Jonah Jameson. They totally did, and they turned <laughs> to fucking Omni Man with J.K. Simmons' voice. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why the, I, he seemed so familiar, and he had like a sweet spot in my heart. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> like organ music on the background, you know. You know when Spider Man's like running through the scenes, it's like yeah, it's like a fucking Doors video. They completely took old fucking J. Jonah Jameson. So amazing. In in closing, you love Invincible. Invincibles. I was completely uh, turned around, like 100 percent. Now I want more. Now I don't think it's like I'm I'm into cartoons like crazy right now because I haven't delved into the new uh, Star Wars cartoon that's oh the Bad Batch yeah, yeah. I haven't, Bad Batch I haven't watched good. Bad Batch no but um Martin will tell you everything but you I love know. the I loved Invincible and I like the the angle that they're coming from and it's uh, it's super interesting it is a really good lesson in like make a good story this is what'll happen right and writing comics you're so confined to sections and pages and you've got to you got to take it quickly otherwise you know you're confined yeah but and, that, and it did harken back sorry just one yeah, last, yeah, yeah, it yeah, did yeah. harken back to this the spider-man thing I think that's where it hit me in the heart is because it's the the kid in high school discovering his powers mm-hmm. and the awkwardness of being a teenager and and having that responsibility at the same time i think that's what really hooked me i like that the, i like the collateral damage from superheroes doing what they do because that's something that doesn't get enough attention and i like that realism martin is a, the both of the things you just said were what martin used in his sales pitch for me mm-hmm. like i fucking owe you i mean i i owe you buffalo trace i would say i owe you pappy van winkle but <laughs> buffalo that's like that's, that's too many thousands of dollars mike yeah. maybe yeah no no i, mean, I like to go big pa- pappy um, van wank pappy van winkle, pappy van winkle. Like, okay like the the bourbon Oh, the bourbon. There, there is no other oh, okay. bourbon besides Pappy, um, but yeah, no. After that, now now I'm crushing Castlevania. Now the now the algorithm on Netflix is bringing up all of this animation that I just watch, love. Watch uh, the watch the Dragonlance uh, animated movie. Yeah, that's on my feed. It's fucking... actually I was gonna also Blood of Zeus. When you're done Castlevania, Blood of Zeus is next because the same uh, animation studio that that did Castlevania and Master Masters of the Universe did Blood of Zeus. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I'm. I'm chewing through Castlevania like I can't get enough of it. And it's like it's shorter, but it packs a lot into it. And it's a great like, I mean, it's the take on the video game, Rob. And it's also 
it expands in the universe and makes Dracula and his army. And it makes whips cool again. It does make whips very fucking cool again. Belmont. Is, I love Belmont. <laughs> There's a subsection of Reddit that would disagree with you, Rob. Whips never came out of style. <laughs> but yeah, I love the Do you drunk... remember that app where you like took your phone and went like this and it did the whip sound? Yeah. I re- <laughs> iPhone 4. Like when I, the first iPhone came out? And... Yeah. Back... Look what I can do. Look, when, it's making popcorn. When, yeah. big, when Big Bang Theory was cool, like around season three. Uh, Look, I'm drinking a soda. Are <laughs> <laughs> you doing like the, the the paper toss? Hey, that was early the, AR, bro. Yeah. Which early which AR. fart app do you like the best? <laughs> I still use my fat wait, my go, fart wait, app go, from time iPhone. to time. <laughs> so, uh, besides Castlevania, I got into Mayor of Easttown last night. That's the new Kate Winslet show on HBO. Oh, first of all, it's a miniseries, so it's perfect. Right? Well, I like, is it, like, does that mean it's done after one season? Got it. I like that. So it's not technically a... one season. It is one miniseries. It's one miniseries, exactly. I like the miniseries. It's not done enough. Miniseries model, HBO is perfected. It's in the same, I would say this is in the same vein as The Outsider or The Night Of, if anybody has seen those. There's also the one with um, Young Pope. What's his name? I'm oh, afraid. Jude Law. Jude Law has that, one. Young uh, Pope was good. Uh, day Three, it's called. Yes, or... you watched it, didn't you? Fuck, it's a mind fuck. Yeah, no, I tried to get six into it. E- six episodes, it's a mind fuck. Don't watch it if you're feeling a little unstable. <laughs> like like Requiem for a Dream kind of shit? Uh, it's not quite like me being in the fetal position halfway through the movie, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a mindfuck. But, so Kate Winslet is, uh, is a detective, a rough and rugged detective from a Pennsylvania town. She's got that... that oh, Scranton that, accent? That, that like... Uh, fuck, I wish I could do it. This isn't what I want. Come on, Mike, do an accent. Do the accent. Ooh. Like, it's just Stop this... talking, please. Yeah, you're welcome. So, <laughs> what was that? Well, I don't know. Ooh, uh, what I do. Pressure <laughs> looks like. Is that how you, like, is that how you call a cab in Pittsburgh? You, or what? Like, you, get over here, you. Is she just, is like, that it, common, is that common language in the steel forge in the, in the, in the east side of Pittsburgh? What were you trying to do? <laughs> This American Pennsylvanian accent from Pennsylvania. Yeah, is oh. it is it Philly accents or is it Pittsburgh? Because there's two distinct regions. It's like a fucking hybrid or, of both. Or is it banjo? No, no, no. no. Is, it, a, is it some Bastin? That was in Pennsylvania. Some, some in We're not in the Appalachians. First, when, of uh, the Appalachians do go through Pennsylvania, okay. motherfucker. All know right. your geography. Fine. Point is. <laughs> She plays a detective. It's just, it's just not. It's not opi- It's not oxycotton country like West Virginia. Although th- this is more meth country because meth is involved. Anyway, she plays the local detective in a small town in Pennsylvania with a fucked up accent. I can't do. She's got a shit ton of problems. She's a grandmother at forty five. Wow. She's got a daughter who's kind of on the outs with. Her mom lives with her, and then on the heels of a murder that she hasn't been able to solve in a year, a new murder happens, and that's Sounds the whole like plot a of the Stephen show. King book. It's very Stephen King. It's very mind bending. But it's, it's not inter- in the state of Maine. It's inter- no, it's not. <laughs> it's very it's, close, though. Yeah, just like those mountains. So, like, it, it it intersects between two different sets of characters. There's this awkward relationship she has with her ex-husband, who he lives right next door. In What's the house. juxtaposition with Salem? Like, how would I put Salem into this? No, I don't. Oh, Stop all right. Just being a loser. Long story short, Kate Winslet is fucking killing it. Guy Pierce plays the love interest. Oh, that sweet. I had I no love, idea. I love he Guy was, Pierce. Uh, who doesn't? And they've like. He's gone silver fox. Like, he's getting the thinning hairline, but he's still a handsome fucker. Uh, She's amazing in it. The only thing, like, I've only chewed through two episodes so far, but I'm going to kill it because 
I love it. It's a whodunit. It's a you've met all the characters. One of them has done something wrong, mm-hmm. and each character. It's like the director told each character to play mysterious, so that you <laughs> never knew what character did this new crime. So they all wear bo- baubles on their head, like 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 upturned. Oh, mysterious, not Mysterio. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong universe. <laughs> <laughs> they all wear snow globes on their head. <laughs> why? Why do they all have fish bowls on their head? Uh, it was like I got Shauna into it. Uh, What's the show called again? Mayor of Easttown. And it's on Crave. It's on Crave. You know what? Somebody else told me to watch that. That would be HBO Max Actually. in the U.S. The only question or the only comment I have so far is that there's a lot of characters. Like it is heavy. They could have cut a couple of them. Like Game of Thrones characters. Getting there. Wow. Like not not that far. Like I think there's eight or twelve somewhere in between there that are constantly involved in the storyline. That's cool. So we were sitting here going like. Sounds like Succession almost. It's very, it's very HBO, right? It's, love it. Pay attention. We're not going to give Does you Sorkin everything. Sorkin write this? Uh, no, I don't know who wrote it. I don't know anybody who's involved in making it. I don't. I think this is everybody's first crack. Cool. At something, but if you're looking for a good miniseries, and Kate Win- Kate Winslet, whatever accent she does is. She nails it. Everybody has Ooh, to. Ooh, hello. hello. <laughs> Ooh, hello. Hoot. But to take it back to the, the miniseries, I think uh, there's a lot of um, shows that made the mistake of wanting to be like a, a, a multi-season show when they should have just, from the start, made a miniseries. Yeah. And because you have a start, you have a beginning, you have an end, you know you need to get to the end by the end of the however many episodes, and you follow that arc. The problem is that a lot of these shows, they don't know if they're going to get picked up mm-hmm. after the first season. They just keep you hanging. Like There's no arc. They don't want to completely close it, and they, they turn into these like this rocky road they, of they also bullshit. Want, they also want the sweet, sweet syndication cash, and that usually requires 100 episodes. But I've watched, so Prime is, is horrible for this. Amazon for an hour. has- Lungs one season of 15 different shows like they make a whole shit ton of shows at the same time and nothing gets picked up for a second season but nothing closes right you're you're stuck with like i hate it i loved utopia on fucking amazon it was so and then they just fucking left me hanging like just make that a mini series have the end fucking get me there and i'll be happy well and a lot of those are all straight to prime right these ones that you're like utopia's prime um, Brave New World is prime. But, that but, one got canceled. But you're too. your own worst enemy, right? You, yeah. Th- they release 15, 15 series in a year. Like, how are any of them going to get the the viewership? I just, I don't know. I, there's too many ones that I've started, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's it's done. There's a series that happened like that back in the day when TV got 22 episodes a season right out the gate. Like, you didn't even wait for the pilot to tell you what to do. You just made twenty. A girl, a guy in a pizza shop. Uh, no. Uh, this pizza was place. this was a a, a ripoff. <laughs> this was a play on a late night sketch comedy show that was based on SNL, oh. uh, Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip. And because they had so many episodes, what you're talking about, Rob, is it, or Mark, is that it faded into oblivion nicely because it had such a long arc. Sounds like Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're gonna go for another season, you need to finish like the cliffhanger. When you haven't been picked up, is don't fucking pull. It's that a bad shit. model. No. It's such a bad model. No, don't don't make yeah, a cliffhanger not, when you haven't been picked da- up for you're a not second season. Dallas, and that's what Utopia did. Yeah, like, no, fuck it, off. It really, and, and and you get a bunch of execs in a room who are like, "This is gonna fucking take off," and then 
the streaming numbers show up, and you're like, maybe we over. But you know what? Sometimes this. I I appreciate it, and that's the one thing I like about H- HBO is they'll make a make a show and they'll do a season, and it doesn't do well. But they believe in the show, and they give it another season and another season. And then all of a sudden, it actually picks up traction, and people go back to it. How I Met Your Mother is a great example of that on on actual network television, where it actually didn't start getting decent numbers until season three or four. And people went back. And part of the reason behind that was DVD sales. And HBO was good at that, and I think that's where Amazon has made a big mistake. Well, maybe them buying MGM will make them more media focused than ever before yeah. martin what about you on your hbo edification i mean i hbo's all i've never seen like any recommendation i get from hbo i've always liked them i mean every like uh from the wire okay. game of thrones the first few seasons were good um that was good oh uh, the leftovers i just watched that recently that's an amazing show um i'm late to that party but it's fucking good succession have you watched that yet I just started. I like it. It's I'm on season one, episode two, I think, or three. HBO, like well, Sopranos, Sopranos. Six, Sopranos. Feet Under, Six Feet Under is great. All great shows. Six Feet Under <laughs> breaks me. I can watch that. Six, I've watched it. I think I've watched it tail to tail to tip like three times at least. Like in the background, never really paying. Attention, is it tip to tail or tail to tip? It is what I want it to fucking be. Is it weird to go back and watch it now with Dexter playing? <laughs> <laughs> weird when you see a character and you can't think of them as somebody else right it's only michael from is it michael what's his name no david it's david from six feet under david always yes. seemed like he could be a psychopath though he yeah he, yeah. he really had a like, lot of you know what i mean like yeah. I, 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 it's weird how like the two characters almost have some parallels 100 percent. it was like they're born in the same universe like he just left the funeral industry to go be a serial killer <laughs> Uh, that's that's a universe I want. Martin, Martin you gonna continue to talk about HBO? Uh, what are we gonna talk about HBO? <laughs> what shows that you like? Um, what else? Sopranos, I really liked. Um, I've always been like a fan of gangsters. Boardwalk Empire as well. That was fucking great. Um, what else Boardwalk was Empire great? is underrated. I love Boardwalk. Steve Buscemi was great in it. Was Peaky Blinders HBO? No, no. no. That's uh, it's UK, right? BBC or something? Is that BBC? I feel like it's Stars. No, it's not Stars. Bit of stars no. on Netflix. On Netflix, though. So. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. It's, it I haven't seen it, but I love Cillian Murphy. But True Detective season one, also like fucking oh, amazing. Detectives, yes. The first season is fucking, and that's a good it example. It was so good. The first, oh. see, it, you know, give me a storyline. Give but, me, a, but, right? But the second season, it's not a continuation. It's no, a separate story. It's, it's you know, but the second season wasn't as good. No, it wasn't good. And then it I haven't actually watched the third season because the second season I didn't like that much. The thing is, is I had – I love Colin Farrell, and I I was really I was hoping it was going to be so good. And it just was a little bit of a letdown. They the kept... third season was okay. Pardon? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the third season. Marisha Ali does a good job as the main character in this one, in the third season. They are – I'll give it a go. They have been letting him back at it, but he wrote – all of those episodes by himself for three years. I think HBO burnt him out. Mm. And be, be oh, I can't remember his name for the last. You also need right more now. Woody. But like, I love Woody. Here. First of all, well, that was capturing lightning in a bottle with those two. But first, yeah. there is a reason for that, Mark, and it is mostly because they are friends off camera. So you're getting, uh, you're getting a thing. You're getting lightning in the bottle because you've got bros, right? Yeah. I got- hope McConaughey becomes governor of Texas. That'll be hilarious. That yeah, I mean he runs a soccer team. Who says he can't run the, the state? <laughs> but to your to your point though, like it 
All right, all right, all right. <laughs> if he just says that as his, when he casts his vote, that would just be the best. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Bill C-34. Lightning in a bottle for True Detective Season 1. True Detective Season 2 just was too um, ambitious, I think. Yeah. And that's what really... Cause, Did you like Vince Vaughn in it? I everybody was trying to do this film noir thing that mm -hmm. just really wasn't cutting it. Like they tried to go really seedy LA. It reminded me of a movie. Have you ever seen a movie called city of industry with Harvey Keitel? No, it reminded no. me kind of of that for some reason, but anyway, it's, it's just like it, it, it was, it was such a big, and like the spaghetti monster or the green faced monster. And like that, that first season just pulled you through this mm -hmm. dark underbelly of the South and that long take one shot that they do when he's running out of the motorcycle, like, all of those well, things. Well, also them jumping 20 years. Like, yeah. That's what's so good about that. A right? true detective. And I didn't catch it. Well, I mean, you caught it when Woody, Woody's character, you didn't catch it until he stood up from the table and you could see the big gut. And then you look and you saw the silver in his hair. But McConaughey was like, I do my drinking during the yeah, day. Yeah, the, the jumping back and forth, it, they underestimated how important to the success of that first mm -hmm. season the jumping back and forth between the present and past was and then they didn't do that in the second season yeah. that, they should have kept because that i think some people part do, of the i think there's a certain segment of the population that doesn't like the jumping back and forth like for instance michelle you mean the dumb people <laughs> see, <laughs> see i started to say that and then you said michelle and i'm like fuck why did he have to say that <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, you, are you calling my wife dumb? no i was saying it before you said her name wow it was just a mistimed statement mm. The impatient people, the people who don't like things. Chrissy me, hates it. I want right now. I don't know. They're explaining it to me. That, you know what? And and Michelle likes to know what's going to happen in the movie at the beginning of the movie. And I'm always like, just let it unfold, right? And everyone's a little bit different. I get that some people they want to know what the destination is, and and the, and then they can like let let the journey happen. I don't want to know the end, and I still just want the journey to happen. Yeah. But everyone's different, right? So I thought with the second season they just focused. They had too many characters, is what I thought. They didn't have the kind of the two-person system that I liked in the first one because that you really fall in love with the relationship between Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson on screen. Like that's what that's what catches you in. But this one, there was just what four main characters, and you're just like it was too much back and forth. And I'm like, I don't really care about any of these characters. I mean, Colin Farrell's character it was the one that interested me the most, but everyone else was like, eh, do I really care? Now Rachel McAdams' character uh, was good, but. I feel like they didn't explore her character enough. Yeah, they needed a little bit more to tell us why she was so hard as nails. I think would have made like you me... needed more of the backstory kind of I behind wanted, it because we had backstory for everybody except her. Really, that's like, a common gripe though. Is that I, I, if I don't care about the character, no matter how good your story is, mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. have right, that's that was my number one fucking complaint about Justice League. Like I didn't give a shit about the characters, and then in the fucking Snyder cut, now I care about Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. point. He means something to me. I, I, that's all you had to do. You gotta, you gotta give me a reason. That's why I couldn't get into Breaking Bad to begin with, because I didn't give a fuck that he had cancer, because I didn't care about him. But once you got to the point where you cared about the character a bit, then you're like, okay, now I, now you can introduce the the big problem, because now I care about the protagonist, well, right? You, you humanize them. Yeah, you I need to. I something. need that backstory. I need something to hook me. I need to like care if that person lives or dies say something like in westworld where they give you a cornerstone <laughs> for yeah. your entire story you need a cornerstone exactly. for your character no it's it, that's like i mean i don't know fuck sweet all about writing but that seems like a writing 101 like get your audience to care about your character the rest will fall into place 100%. if i don't give a shit then then fuck it um 
So as mentioned before we started this, we had we had some questions, and I know we're clearly not going to get into everything we're going to get into today, which is no fucking problem. Mike, you're just going to have to edit a lot. I feel I like Martin know. didn't tell us what he was watching, though. I did. I, did I start? Yeah. Predestination. I told you to put it. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, fuck, man. This conversation's been so long that I've just... You just had so many. <laughs> it's been awesome. <laughs> not enough Ritalin. No, yeah. <laughs> This section of the show is brought to you by Rob and not enough. Well, what's with like the two jokes about me taking Ritalin and Adderall? I take fucking offense to that shit. So the list of I did not I anticipated one. I was like, I'll post this and I'm sure friends of the show do will. You got see. any? <laughs> I do. I didn't make them up either. These are from real people. Just, uh, like, just was, some concerta. I, I, I was talking about the Ritalin and the Adderall. Oh <laughs> I'm just one step behind you, buddy. <laughs> So the first request uh, came from someone we did an episode with me and Martin. We did Eversnack with Stefan and Sheena. And uh, they wanted us to talk about adult cinema. And I thought, well, what what better way to talk about adult cinema than to maybe openly admit about the first porn you saw and what was the what was oh, the story Jesus. in said porn? Is this the surprise? This is one of the surprises. Mm. So surprise number one is your first porno. Martin, what was your first porno? I don't even remember, man. Like it was my dad's probably or something or something. He got at a bachelor party. It's VHS. I found it. One of the old VHS tapes, put it in. I mean, you, I, I honestly don't remember the title. I just know it belonged to my father. What was the plot? I don't know. It was something. I didn't even remember what was the first time. I like, it was the first time I was seeing sex on screen. I'm like, what is this? What is going on? What? I was just more, I was more interested in like the different angles. Like how do they get the camera in that position? Like what is going on here? What's, what's the maison of this? Uh... <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and we'll go through these quick because we don't need to dissect these, okay. but we will definitely allow Mike, for... how about you go? How about I go? It's yeah. called Geranal Park. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was called Geranal Park. I, wow, I, I can't believe you remember the name. I, I did steal Your it. Your first porno was in 95? Was or 98? You have, didn't watch a porn until after Jurassic Park was out? No. no. Yeah, I'm just he saying, was, like... He's he's younger than you, dude. Well, yeah. Okay. Jurassic Park was in 92. I don't know. My first porn was probably made in the 70s. See, I didn't have parents who had that stuff, so I did I did what Martin what, did. Hey, that you know of. Step carefully around the parent shots there. <laughs> <laughs> I had God-fearing parents. <laughs> they didn't have butt plugs and porn. Yeah, my help. Fucking shoes was spit. <laughs> None of this fancy, tasty shit. I had parents who either knew where to hide it or didn't have it at all. So I jacked it off of my buddy's dad and took it home. And it was you a copy. jacked it off your buddy's dad. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah, I, I heard he jacked off his buddy's. <laughs> That's how I got the tape. Rusty That's, trombone yeah. in exchange. Yeah, but it was like I think the lead character wasn't even like, like Doctor Allen or Ellie. Like it was uh, the guy who chases after the raptors. Like he was the lead, and like <laughs> every time a raptor came into the scene, they fucked. That, that's like the one thing I remember. And Did I had they to the really, raptor. I, no, no, not the raptor. Did the, ra- did the raptors watch? <laughs> Like, you know how is this a furry video? Like Jesus. two guys dressed as, in dinosaur suits, like watching. Oh, yeah. This is like the early '90s, like probably yeah, or easily. It's easily the same year because that was around the time when like every. I don't know if I'd want cunnilingus from a raptor. I, you, you wouldn't like those. Cl- nothing about that says good time, but it was right around the time when porn titles were really 
like Edward. They were all pa- they were all parodies. Uh, they were all parodies, right? It was like it was the thing to do because you you'd play so close to it because it was popular, but you didn't have to pay. Star Wars. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Edward dildo hands. Thank you. Hmm. Or or could you imagine that many dildos coming at you? <laughs> you throw a little bukkake in there, and you're like, "Whoa, that's a mix." Mix and, and then top it off with a tentacle, and you got a good I time. I was gonna say that seemed very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hentai. <laughs> So yeah, Jerino Park Edward, was Edward. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's called animated erotica, Mark. <laughs> the politically correct term. <laughs> Not to be confused with interspecies erotica. Speciality. Species erotica. Rob, uh, bring us home here before we hit to Mark. Um, I don't remember the exact title, but it was my friends in junior high. We would go to my buddy Dean's house for lunch. And he had an older brother, and he stumbled on his porn collection. Okay. So we watched a porno in his kitchen because there was a VCR there. <laughs> as, and, as one. and I remember eating a pizza pop while Was watching. it a two-in-one TV VCR? No, 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 no. I think it was a 13-inch candle TV. <laughs> but, with, but, but hang on. With, who, with a sophisticated who... uh, forehead high-five VCR. Oh. Can I ask Rob a question? Can I ask Rob a question? Can I? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rob, which pop first, the pizza pop or you? <laughs> You know what the funny thing is when you watch a porn with like a bunch of your buddies in junior high and you're all like kind of like, you know, doing like the pants kind of like, <laughs> like hide your boner. It's kind of like, you know, have you ever had an erection on the bus and you're just like, wow, that kind of came out of nowhere. And then you're like, fuck, my stop's coming up. And you're like, unsexy thoughts. Unsexy thoughts there is unsexy nothing thoughts. on a bus that gets me aroused. You obviously didn't ride a bus when you were 12. Margaret. <laughs> hey, Margaret Thatcher on a cold day. I didn't know I was going to be attacked for sharing personal I'm information and experiences. I'm just... Did you put the binder to your crotch area when you were getting up? Yeah, you do like one of those. Or you do one of those. The old just, fucking Hillroy? Yeah, or you. Or, <laughs> yeah, the Hillroy. Or the boner in the, the, boner in the waistband move. <laughs> Get your old fucking plaid, plaid pencil case and. <laughs> The boner in the waistband move is a real thing. I just want to call my dick Hill right now. <laughs> the, t- the tuck up. The tuck up. The tuck up. <laughs> is that the technical term? Yeah, okay. The, the up, tuck up. up. The up tuck. I, I refer to it as the boner in the waistband <laughs> maneuver. I guess that mine's uh, a little old mine's, mine's a little wordy. <laughs> the old uh, B O W B. You see here, I pulled the old uh, boner in the waistband. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was that the Pennsylvania accent? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Oh, just a little off, just just a head, a, a smidge too, too. I don't know, Steel Town. All right, Mark, take us home. Uh, oof, belonged to my uncle. It was called on VHS, uh, called Peepholes. Did it have big muffs? It was from yes, it half to been from the seventies. Uh, is basically a, a, a sleazy hotel. There was the caretaker of it, <laughs> and he had. Um, passages between, like, behind the walls yeah, yeah. of the different rooms where he had drilled out holes and he watched people's lives. Were any of the holes in the eyes of, like, a portrait? I don't <laughs> think so. It wasn't that cheesy. But so it kind of takes place of this, this people that get wrapped up in this whole <clears throat> drug thing and, and he's watching the thing play out and obviously lots of sex and stuff. And then it, it goes through the whole series of that somebody gets wrapped up in this drug trade thing and then ends up the last scene is in the apartment where the guy comes to collect on the debt or something. Oh, and, he comes. And and, and errant <laughs> and yeah, an errant shot from a gun from one of the gangsters goes into the wall of the apartment 
and it ends up killing the guy who's behind the wall <laughs> jerking off through the peephole. Oh, he died jerking yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. I, so it actually had a plot. No shit. Yeah. Would dying pre boner be uh, like considered a good thing? I don't know. Would is that a goal? It? Is would that you? a goal for? It was, some it was kind of in the day where where pornographic movies were sort of cinematic, like not around the sort of the the, the deep throat era where well, that's you pre- actually saw movies like make it to the theater. Well, it was pre VCR, so you actually yeah. had to go to the theater and sit there with like twenty other people that were like silently jerking off, like you know, five. Oh, Just all you hear is like the rubbing of clothing. It's kind of like sitting when you go to the cinema and there's a quiet scene you hear people eating popcorn but in that one you hear like you know anyway. <laughs> you just you hear the zip and you, the sweater moving you know that there's a guy who's wearing fucking wind pants somewhere in there <laughs> the, you know the funny thing is the, the, Keep the it down in the front you know when you have to unzip your pants it's similar to you know when you sneak like a can pop into a movie theater and you're trying to like quietly open the can pop but it's impossible it'd be like unzipping your zipper you're trying to do it quiet but it's just gonna be loud it's and the, and the quieter you do the louder it gets the yeah. guy in the trendsetter 100%. wind pants that are up in the front row. Or the guy that wore corduroys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's. Uh, pace setter. Pace setter. That's the brand I'm trying to think of. Setter. Thank you. Tracksuits. Thank you to Eversnack for sending us the first question that we ever asked for. That was that was fun. Uh, we, we do have more. We'll try to get to them. So uh, let's move into shoulda, coulda, woulda. And the question I wanted to ask everybody was, uh, and this is inspired by. I, I just feel like this is the rapid fire round. We're getting there. Yeah, you can. I mean, whatever. However, however you feel. Um, Zip. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of show, guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh, I I just took first aid for work. Okay. So I'm like ready to go. And, and and did you make it with the Annie doll? Like the I, like? Yeah. Did you have to do the CPR and on the on the doll and the? <clears throat> thing? Yeah. yeah, I had to blow into the bag and you know, yeah. do the pat thing and all that stuff. So whatever, all good and well. But then they start teaching you about uh, naloxone, Nalox- no, naloxone, naloxone. That's, naloxone. That's yeah. if you're having an opiate overdose. Exactly. And then I was like, oh, well, Narcan. Mia Wallace ha- almost had an opioid overdose in Pulp Fiction. And I was mm, like, she wasn't doing opioids. It was cocaine. No, it was heroin. No, it was it was heroin. Heroin. That's yeah, right. Because she snorted. She thought it. it was cocaine. Yeah, that's right. She thought it was cocaine. Sorry. Exactly. So I thought, hey, that'll get you. Didn't he put uh, pure epinephrine directly into her heart? Yes. Yep. Exactly what I'm about to ask you. Look at you and your fucking brain. So, shoulda, coulda, woulda. The whole premise of this is, if you're first time listening, is should you do it? Would you do it? Or could you do it? So I figured let's take wood to make it nice and short and sweet today. So would you do it? Not would you do it? Would you be able to do exactly what went down in that situation, Rob? Without it, like like snort that much heroin? No, not snort that much. <laughs> I guess I should have phrased this better. Would you be which, which part of that? Which part of the scene? Because yeah, yeah, we got some fun stuff in there too. No, could you pull off what Vincent Vega didn't go through at all? Stab her in the heart. Real life versus real life. Do you think in a situation like that you would rise to the occasion and have to tuck it in your waistband? Yes. Why? Um, I've always been the kind of person that when somebody is hurt or there's those kind of things, I feel like I'm 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 the run into the situation person. And I think in, in that moment, as much as I don't like needles delivered to myself or watching blood extracted from me. I don't have any problem jabbing something into somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I could do it. <coughs> okay. 
Like, have you ever been in a like? I, I'm not calling you out. I'm just curious. Have you ever been in a situation like that where? Like, not to that like a, a highly not that, medically charged not, not, situation. Not to that degree, but I mean, there's been situations where you know I've I've gone to somebody's aid and gotten their blood on me and those kind of things. I mean, I I I, I was a life I uh, took a lot of life saving as a kid and you know had a small little short stint as like uh, you know uh, like was planning on trying to be a lifeguard and then yeah, yeah, got the certification yeah, yeah, yeah. then was like I don't want to I don't, I, I don't want to do that job. It's, too much responsibility. I want to smoke weed and go to, go work at McDonald's. <laughs> sure, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go next because I came up with this fucker. Um, would I be able to? I don't think I would. To tell you the truth, okay. Um, I like it. One of these incidents happened at work where a guy had yeah had a heart attack, but he was still like half with it, so he was fighting mm-hmm. off the help. And I wasn't directly involved in it. I was just watching it. So I got to play this whole thing over my head and again and be like, well, what if that happened? What if this happened? And I think about that situation and, like, the strength that it took to pin this person down. Like, I'm not the kind of person who runs into the burning building. Like, I, I have a stepfather who was a fireman. And I'm just, in, like, enthralled by the stories. But then I'm like, So you took shit. first aid, but you don't think you could? I took first aid because I wanted to be able to be, say, well, first of all, I took first aid because they needed people at work to do first aid. The odds of which me getting involved work is so hyper-focused on getting outside help that they Mm. just want someone there who can lean over the situation. Fair enough. So I didn't take it because I wanted to have it, but at the same time, it's great to have because it has come in handy. I've cut myself and I you know you know how to close a stitch or something if you have to right like that you kind of stitched shit. yourself like crazy glued it shut same thing so mm, <laughs> no, know how to no. bandage a sucking chest no. yes yes um all that shit but like the straight up like breathing for somebody and stuff like that I don't think I would be able to focus myself in uh, enough to be able to just like jam that fucking th- I, I'd miss I'd nail her in the fucking clavicle or something like I, I just know myself well enough would I be a bystander and help? Sure. I'd go get water. I'd go get towels. But, like, I, I really don't think I... I'd film the Instagram live video. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's my... I, I, I don't think I would. Martin, would would you be able to master the... T- uh, a question. I need a little bit of clarification before I answer the question. Do I have to do three stabbing motions or is it just one? You get the exact... Like for like, buddy. Same scenario. I think I would do it simply out of fear um, because, I mean, you're Vincent Vega. Look, if you don't do it, his wife basically dies, and Marcellus Wallace is a pretty nasty person. You, Whatever is going to happen after that, I'm, I'm going to try to save her. I have to, out of fear alone. Like he threw a dude out of a building for giving his wife a foot massage. Do you imagine what he's going to do to you if you let his wife die? That's That was, that was also in my line of thinking too was here, if you're Vincent – you have to do something because you, you you took her out for a five dollar milkshake. Like you gotta, like you you you're involved and you're the reason you're at How this. How much is that milkshake in today's money? I don't know with inflation. Oh, that's that's for sure. Eighteen, eighteen dollars. <laughs> with tip like twenty three. Uh, but yeah, no, you've got you've got a problem with Marcellus Wallace after the fact because either you don't do anything and he's like, what the fuck was she doing in this drug den, or you do do something and it goes completely like you've got to do something i guess that's was an interesting dr- take it, on was it a drug den i th- i felt i feel like it was very clean for a drug den yeah but they couldn't find the kit cuz it was buried in that room with all that shit they were hoarding it wasn't that much shit it was kind it was not an organized room 
Eric Stoltz seems too clean cut for to be running a drug den. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Rob thinks he can because he know like you, the confidence. I don't think I can because I just know how spastic I can get. Mm-hmm. Martin's doing it life or death because Wallace is going to fuck you up if you don't do anything. Mark. Yes. What do you think? Would yes. you be able to? 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> it, I don't have an interesting story behind it. I get shit done when shit needs to get done. Oh, yeah, he doesn't right. need a fucking mustache to be awesome. He's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I like kind of want to see him in a mustache. No, I'm just, uh, when when and shit gets real, I'm, I, I'm a person that steps up and just gets shit done. I admire that. I wish I... I'm that person telling you to grab fucking hot water and towels and you're just going and getting them. Mark's the kind of guy in a shootout. He's taking the bullets, man. And I've done <laughs> like I've I've been in a, like not plunging a needle, but I've had somebody like dying on me and I tried to save their life and they didn't like. Mm-hmm. So I've been in that situation. and I know I've done it. So interesting. Yeah. So you, uh, I that's I had somebody have a heart attack in front of me and I gave him CPR and they didn't make it. That's shit. Oh, man. Yeah. That's hard. I'm sorry if this brought shit up. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just saying I know I do it because I did it. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's okay. That's great. So, like, How does you're everybody... just ultra focused and locked in because I yeah. can't. I, you, I... you take your emotion out of it. You just, here's the fucking job at hand. Get it done. I feel like it's almost muscle. It's almost like it's um, it's almost like a muscle memory thing. It at is. Some point. Yeah. It's, it's almost like pure reactionary. It's almost like the, the, the certain level of thought is out of it and it's just you're reacting. Yeah, it's almost pure flight or fight in that situation. And and I, yeah, I just have some fight or flight scenarios where I'm like, peace, dude. There's nothing <laughs> and, wrong with that. And I, I it, yeah, that's flight your is, flight is a great option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a flying lizard brain. Yeah. Okay. No, cool. Yeah. I just I like I said like I was, I was like, hmm, what should we talk about? Oh, this would be interesting. And lo and behold, I find out that you've tried to save somebody. And I would like to see Mark with a mustache and wearing a jean jacket, jeans, and a jean shirt. Wow, transcona tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Has has that? Uh, it's actually I'm 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 referencing Family Guy. Okay, I I only watch Invincible. It's the only animation I Invincible. You've never watched Family Guy? I I have, but I don't have it committed. Like I don't have moments Chris, of not all twenty four seasons. I woke up seasons? this morning no, and like put I, on my yeah. jeans, my jean shirt, and my jean jacket, and I watched the sunrise. Wow, Dad! Mustache culture is cool. That's a great episode. That's also the one where he like the McBurger Town is on fire, and the firefighters need somebody to hold the hose, and they're like, "That man has a mustache," and they hand him the hose, and then he runs inside, and then the uh, the mustache catches on fire and burns off. And then the McTur- Burger Town guy- owner gives him free burgers for life, and he eats so many burgers, and then he has a stroke. Now, when you're telling that story, my mind just went to the Neil Patrick Harris's character in A Thousand Ways to Die in the West. Mm. <laughs> 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 the mustachery. <laughs> <laughs> you can't afford a mustache like this. <laughs> uh, there, there needs to be more mustache references in every. So. Do we want to get? Let's get back into movies instead of talking about our fucking our life saving skills here. Uh, do you want to do this or that, or do you want to do admit it? Because admit it is Mark's Ooh. new idea. This or that first, and then we'll do admit it. Okay, all right. So th- we got this, time. We, we got, got time. time. We got time. So this or that is brought to you the, by the admitted. I I have to think about for that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole point of this or that is simply which one did you like more, this one or that one? Because sometimes movie studios go, well, they're making a movie. 
and we'll make the same movie, but we'll do it better. Oh, yes. And then you have the same story, the same script, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, right? And Observe and Report. Mm -hmm. Both laced in the same profession. Impact and... Armageddon. See what I'm getting at. Okay. Mm. Now, I never thought this, so I went through a list of them and was like, ooh, this one would be fun because I know Mark's uh, affliction for it. I know Rob loves it. I know Martin loves it. We've seen both of them, at least in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I believe it's infinity. Affinity, not affliction. Yeah, affliction is... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I also also like affliction. Like, you know... (laughs) They're very. They could go hand in hand. <laughs> Good bedfellows. <laughs> Depends where your point of view is. Thank, thanks, Webster. Um, so yeah. this week's this or that is Amityville Horror or The Shining. Ooh. You have burial grounds. You have possession. You have family history where people have been murdered. You have the DeFeos, and you have the keeper of uh, the hotel. You could almost throw Poltergeist into that mix, too. You could, yeah. It was just these were the two that kind of, like, really came together. So, Martin. Can I admit something? Yeah. I've never seen Amityville Horror. No. Uh, That's going to be more fun because you're just going to sit staunchly over there and be like, The Shining! So, uh, do you know the story at all? Let me give you the the lay of the land here, just to give you some backdrop. I, I probably do if you explain it and I'll, and I'll remember it. It's it's a bit is it based on true story? It's based on true story. Yeah. It's based on the DeFeos. They were a family who came into money. They bought some car dealerships. They moved to Amityville, and the story goes that son Ronnie uh, heard voices, catch him, kill him, catch him, kill him, and the devil told him to kill his entire family. So he blows everybody to pieces, goes to jail. And then a new family moves in, and ever since then, no matter who's lived there, they've been haunted by the burial ground that's buried underneath it, which I think caused... I've seen the remake. Of it, You've seen the, the Ryan Reynolds version. The Ryan Reynolds version, but I've never seen the original from the 70s. I'm not convinced that Amityville Horror has a burial ground. That's poltergeist. Yes. I, isn't Amityville like where the, there's bodies buried in the wall? No, Amityville is or just the basement or something. No, it's it. There's a room in the basement. An alcove. An al- Yeah, a a, <laughs> a mud room. <laughs> a sump pump. Is there a haunted pit. cellar? A sauna, if you will. Um, a no, there's a room, but in the room is the guy who used to do um, experiments. Actually, in the new one, they did uh, experiments on the indigenous people. And then buried them there. And then those spirits were the ones that were haunting the house and convincing people, along with this guy, to kill whoever lived there. It's basically the house is evil. The house is evil, just like the house is evil. And it fucks with people. Yeah. I feel feel like those movies are, 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 are mutually exclusive. Well, hang on. What I'm talking about here, though, is It's not like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Okay. Why? Because they didn't come out in the same year. No, they totally didn't. Okay, and all these other examples that we're giving, the basically those movies came out within like six six to twelve months of each other, right? And they have the same underlining genre and prince and 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 basic storyline. Okay, so you don't. This is this is whatever so this you or think. that. Yeah, this or that. Like which one? <laughs> <laughs> now that you think you've seen one, <laughs> um, but like, but, but if I have to choose, it's fucking The Shining because Kubrick's a fucking genius. Well, yeah, and I mean the the underlying effects of room 237 have you seen that documentary Mm-mm. have you seen that documentary i haven't it's um red same room. guys you know who it is it's the same guys who did glitch in the matrix red oh. room red room it's the it's a it's a documentary about how uh, kubrick was trying to explain a lot of different stories while using yeah. shining it's not like it's not really a horror story um so you choose shining okay fair enough i, I 
I can see the similarities, but I'll let Martin follow up with this one. Martin, what do you think between the two? Like, I'm not saying that, you know, you're comparing what you love about each one. I'm just saying which one gives the better version of that story, those components. I'm going to go sh- as a, a better film. I would go Shining, but something that would scare me more. I think Amityville Horror probably scared me more. You weren't scared in The Shining? I was, but not as much as Amityville. Like, it's, I don't know. Maybe there's the fact that it took place in a big hotel and it was so spacious. I don't know. I wasn't as scared as I, I was in Amityville. But I, I saw them when I was older. Both films I saw when I was older. I, was, I didn't see them when I was younger. Is your name Wendy, the wife? Wendy's wife, yeah. Wait, wait, Wendy wielding the bat, backing up the staircase. Yeah. Wasn't bone chilling? No. Well, I th- like I said, I didn't see it when I was younger. I, never, I saw it a lot older. Like, I, I definitely wasn't as scared uh, with these movies when I saw them as an adult. How'd you know we we call him Doc? <laughs> Red Rob. Red Rob. Dr. Sleep Red is bad. Mark, Red you've Rob. read the... Christy's read the book or you've read the book? She's read the books multiple times. Okay. So, and by proxy, you probably have more by information proxy, about the books. Insight, yeah. Okay. So, just like I've said, not comparing movie quality, because The Shining is obviously the better choice here. It is the better story, but... Um, no, as far as is, a place, a yeah. place making you crazy, I... Amityville is is more uh, true to the genre, maybe. Yeah, I think the outlook is is maybe too. It, here, it's going back to the uh, making me care about somebody. I didn't give a shit about Jack Torrance in that movie. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't make me care about him before they show his mind because he's not likable at all. Right? He's not likable. But in the, in the very book, scenes. in the book, he you is. like Jack Torrance. Mm-hmm. You care about him, and then when he starts going crazy, you see his descent into madness. Mm. So you actually care that it's a normal guy that loves his family that starts treating them differently. In the movie, you don't see him ever really treat his his family good. So you don't yeah, see his decline, shit. and I, I think they didn't establish that. Do you think they assumed that because of the star power of Jack Nicholson yeah, that they you did. wouldn't require to have that because everyone would just go, oh, it's Jack Nicholson. We fucking love this guy. But you want the rabbit hole on The Shining just to bring it up? Fuck yeah. I stumbled on a detailed fan theory that it's actually not Jack that's going crazy. It's Wendy, and you're seeing it through her eyes. So when she thinks he's doing crazy stuff, she's actually the one going crazy, and he's just doing normal things. And they actually go through the whole movie and show how Kubrick, they believe, used like when it's they're seeing you're seeing it through her eyes. There's pieces of the set that are missing that are there in other shots, and they think he he actually did that to give you like through his her eyes i'm watching them like when he's watching si- that like when he's sitting too. typing in the in the giant room and she goes down and starts talking to him and he mm-hmm. snaps at her yeah the, the scenes where it's like through her eyes is there's pe- pieces missing in the set that you see at other times and they actually say like when he's frozen in the outside in the maze mm-hmm. there's no way that's one night like she's actually killed him for days and it's in her mind that he's frozen out. it's really kind of interesting it actually makes the movie better to me if i look at through those eyes Wow, that's uh, like when he's now. when he's yeah, breaking down the door. He's just trying to get in, and she's the one actually losing it. But that's how she sees him trying to get mm. into the room. You know, and they always talk about how he he ran her ragged and wouldn't let her sleep, and would wake her up at all hours of the night and film and be like, "Get on set now." And it, it almost so. What if the whole? What if the outlook drove her mad? Oh man, that changes everything. Fuck you. Or maybe, Fuck you on your deep dive. Maybe she, maybe she was already 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 on the verge before they right? even went up there and that just pushed her over the she edge. She acts crazier in the movie than he does even. And those eyes. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, another fun fun reason that I like The Shining too is that they use stock footage from The Shining at the end of Blade Runner. Which scenes? The very end where he he and um, uh, where uh, Deckard and uh, Sean Young's character, I'm brain farting right now. They flee, and at the very end, it shows them driving through those cinematic hills and stuff like that. The green oh, hills. And that's, that's 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 uh, the shining. That's stock footage from The Shining. That's Ooh. really fucking cool. That's, oh, where they're driving up to the Outlook. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean that's that's in the original like theatrical release, so that's not in the director's cut or the extended version. I mean, I uh, doc. Just to your point, Mark. Doctor Sleep was probably have, one of the best follow ups. Haven't seen it. Oh, and very I need good. to because I love you and McGregor. Yeah, dig it, good. dig it for sure. Get on it. Um, it. It play it it plays with the universe. It, it it expands on it. It incorporates some things that you when as soon as you see them, you're like, is, thank, is, is thank Ewan, you for it, doing that. Is Ewan McGregor the little boy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. Um, Did you just ruin the movie for me? No. <laughs> no. My mom. No, that's it's laid it out right at the beginning. Spoiler alert. Yeah, they they get pretty. They, they they it's not hard to follow. Uh, my mom's call, been did, to the. Did they call him Doctor Sleep because they called him Doc in the original? I can't remember, Mark. Is that? I don't know why the where the title gets. I thought it was it when he was working at that uh, that hospice. The people would call him Doctor, and then they would always put, they would always put him to sleep. Oh. He was the one putting them to sleep. Yeah. The first guy. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah! Nice I, call. I assumed that he was doing like Michael Jackson kind of like you know put, put to sleep kind of shit. No. Wasn't okay. Dropping it in their wine. <laughs> No, that's no, not I what thought I meant. he meant no, like no, no, the no, doctor no. that fucking the doctor that puts Michael oh, Jackson anesthetizes <laughs> anesthetize him every yeah. night. Sorry, everybody who talks about why, Michael Jackson why, goes why, to the one thing. I don't it, fucking blame why me. Why does for... it gotta go with pedophilia, man? Because that's what we all know him for. And thriller. Dude, thriller. <laughs> and thriller. Beat it. <laughs> oh, I heard this oh. joke. I heard this. Moonwalk. <laughs> okay, I know the next thing I'm gonna say is inappropriate. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna mindfully say it. Heard this joke the other day. <laughs> Say what you will about pedophiles, but at least they drive slowly through those school zones, unlike those other people. <laughs> wow. And now, is it pedophile or pedophile? Depends. It's pedo what side of the pond you're on. Yeah. It also depends on if you're a. In the UK, they're pedophiles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's kind of like aunt and aunt. That's their jube jubes and jujubes, that, that kind of mispronunciation. Haven't you seen the IT crowd? The British IT crowd? Have you ever watched the IT crowd? The IT crowd is the British one is fucking amazing fucking show. Hilarious. And there's I'm, a I'm admitting that I have not seen oh, that show. There's a dude on it whose name's Peter File. And in an English accent, he's like, Pedophile? <laughs> it's written on purpose. It's amazing. It's like Big Falcon Rocket. What's right? uh what streaming service is that on? On Netflix. Uh, it's on Netflix, yeah. It's on Netflix. It I is. need to change my algorithm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's like freaks and geeks in the IT cloud. That that whole era there. I love freaks and geeks. I uh, I want to introduce a new a new segment in honor of Mark because in the chat group this one mm -hmm. surprised us all, and then it was like, and then you just said it hurt my new brain. topic. <laughs> so, um, we were all we were. All, uh, I was disgusted. I Rob, you want to lead us in on this one? You can explain it. So you know, there's always monumental movies that everybody has seen and when you're hanging out with your friends and you're talking you're you're referencing things from these movies and jokes from these movies and those kind of things and everyone's like oh yeah 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 but secretly maybe in the back of your mind you're saying to yourself but i haven't seen it i've just read a synopsis online just to have enough to seem cool when that when the topic comes up but really 
you haven't. And this segment is called Admit It. So you gotta well, have a sound effect in there. So well, there will be one day. One, one you can't handle the truth. Admit it. <laughs> we have you seen a few good men? Yeah. Have you seen a few good men? Of course. Have you seen a few? Who good... has it? Come on now. Come yeah, on. Uh, hey, Martin... I haven't seen it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mar- Martin's seen more than a few good men. <laughs> I'm surprised Mark's seen it. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. True. Yeah. No. Hey. Nicholson trumps Cruise. That's true. <laughs> Height and stature. And, yeah. And oh yeah. Acting caliber alone. Okay, so because this happened with Mark, we'll let you kick it off so you can get out of the way and then make fun of all of us in the process. So what are you going to admit that you haven't seen that is monumentally shocking? Because we were discussing it, I have not seen any of the Matrix. <gasps> For shame. My heart skipped a beat. Now, 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 just a second. Yes. What year was Matrix 1 released? 99. 99. I was, yeah, that's not what I was going to say. Okay. Take into account... That I was 24 years old and working at a bar at the time. Okay. So, there's a reason I wasn't watching movies. I don't think I watched any movies that were released between like 90, no, not 90, 93 and 97. So this sweatshop of a bar that never let you have a day yeah, off. This was nice. Oh, no, no, I didn't give a shit about movies. Oh, okay. So what you're saying There was is... more important things than movies at that point in my life. Oh, like, pussy. Okay, I get like, it. Okay, all right. Like, 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 like mixology? Yes. I was really into mixology. <laughs> Just studying mixology at the bar all night yes, long. Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay, so youth and, bar and vigor trivia. and bar trivia. <laughs> And all of these other things that happen at a bar got in the way of watching. Because the I'm old, I'm older than the rest of the cast. Just that's in years on Earth. You're not. No, you're... in that era, there's a big difference between five years when you're 15 and 20 when a movie comes out. That's true. Priorities. Because I guarantee you, there's movies that came out when I, I was, was 15 I that was you tw- weren't super into. I was 20 when that movie For came sure. out, and I was lining the fuck up to go see that shit. But okay, but you are a nerd, a nut for that. You are a nerd, and I'm a nerd okay. too. But at the same time, I've worked in bars. Rob, have you worked in bars? I've worked in restaurants, not in bars. Okay, Martin, you've worked in bars. Yeah, I you, worked with you. Yeah, we, well, I, I, <laughs> actually, I did in an invert way. <laughs> did a lot of work in bars. Yeah, yeah. I was working them bars. It was yeah. a stripper. But we all know that when you're at a bar, yeah, the last thing you give a fuck uh, about gigolo you, is you... the proper term. It ju- at that point in my life, yeah. I just didn't care about movies. I don't think so. It came out, Can't and expect- I'm like, yeah, I'll see it eventually. I but feel- there's a lot of movies that came out in that era that I didn't go and see. But I feel like it's such a it was such a monumental movie that came out because it really. You know how there's there's movies that come out every 10 to 15 to 20 years that almost reset everything in that particular genre or in the movie-making realm? Saw, for example. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I would say Eight and a Half is a really good okay, example. Yeah, yeah. Bellini, but I fell in love. Um, as a, I mean, Tron changed my life. Speed. You want it Matrix? Fucking Tron was Matrix before the Matrix. It's a fucking world inside of a computer. It is, it is. Right? So Tron was my, when I was a kid, I fucking loved Tron. Have that you tried watching great, Tron today? Though? I haven't seen Legacy at all. No, but uh, no, but I haven't watched Legacy, and I've gone back and rewatched the original. I, I can't, I can't watch, I can't rewatch the it's original. It's tough. It's really hard. But I loved Tron. But it was a great, it was a great. You movie. have a great point though in the fact that that was your Matrix, so your Matrix, you checked the box, right? Like you weren't like, you weren't running out the out, yeah, but, out to uh, see but it. You were seven. 
I, I don't know how old was I when I, when I saw Tron, but it, well, it made an it, impact on me. Yeah, yeah. it's it, right. That's the same thing. It it it, imp- it, it mattered to on me. Him. Yeah, it's why it's why I, somebody fucking Martin hasn't seen Rad. Rad was such a fucking major part of my childhood. Dude, that was such a big part of my childhood too. Rad, fucking right. I didn't know it even existed until he. Told I remember me about sleeping it. over, uh, having a sleepover at my buddy Corey's house, and his mom rented us. Three movies: King Solomon's Mind, which I never watched, and I've never seen to this day. Rad and Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, awesomest night ever. I and we had Pick a Pop and Old Dutch Chips. Oh my god, I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure until. But Rad is fucking awesome, especially that intro (laughs) where he's like doing, he's riding along the fucking fences and delivering the newspapers. Oh, I wanted a paper route so bad after that movie. I guess just the most, and and all of these are. Like, there's no wrong answer here. It's just you know, like like he prefaced right, like you're in the room. We're all talking. Everybody's crack. Like when you guys crack fucking Simpsons references and and Family Guy references, I haven't seen this shit because now there's just too much shit to right. watch. We talked yeah. about it at the beginning, right? Each generation thinks that they're the one who's fucking inventing something for the first time. Yeah. So if your Matrix is a is a different fucking movie that's about an alternate reality, then like you said, that your box is already checked. Mm-hmm. The first big romantic movie, like you know, character you fell in love with, you're gonna remember that. But being a guy who's in IT. See, I know like I know now I should have watched Matrix by now. But oh. it's one of those things that Can I watch it with you? That Can I we, yeah, absolutely. We're all watching it together. That I well, I I hadn't seen Blade Runner till I went to the movie when they re released it with you. What? Oh I've never seen Blade Runner before that. What? Yeah. Oh shit. Holy I didn't shit. Know that. This is a big okay. day. <laughs> but I mean that was like but eight years but, ago or something that we went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no. but I mean the reason Blade Runner is is my dad loves Blade Runner, so I watched it multiple times because my dad liked it so the, much. I've seen yeah. Dune so many times because my dad fucking loves Dune. I love my dad loves Dune too. So yeah. I you know, Dune was great. Godfather, Hunt for Red October. These are like I, I yeah. know exactly what you're saying. And mm-hmm. like th- when you're imprinted on, there's only so much fucking data that you can consume mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, Okay, I, I don't feel it a, a driving but it it's just so funny because I we all know you love like sci-fi and yeah. tech and geek. And so it's just and, I should have Keanu. seen Matrix like you know, twenty times. So based on what I know about you, yeah, it makes no sense. But based on knowing why, it makes per- it, there's no wrong answer. I should have watched. I mean, I've seen Blade about fifty times. I yeah. should have seen Matrix at least half as many times as I've seen. Stop Blade. watching Blade. <laughs> I like. I I've like watched Blade. the opening scene of Blade hundreds of times. Oh God, we all can. For and you sure. know why, though, specifically? It's the first DVD I got when I got a new surround sound system. And that the opening scene was amazing on the surround sound. And it imprints on you. And it yep. you have that memory. Martin. Martin. Yeah. Martin. Martin. Admit it. Was that the mayor of Easttown accent? That's, I like I, that one. I like that one. I left my khakis in a pack. Khakis. Um, I still haven't seen Mean Girls yet. What? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I watched. I watched the first eight minutes and then stopped. That's it. First eight minutes and stopped. You can't sit at this table anymore. I have not (laughs) spoken for thirty seconds. I'm insane. (laughs) (laughs) Or the the Adderall kicking. (laughs) Mean Girls is so fetch. It's so fetch. Gretchen, I'm outside looking in. Stop it. Oh, stop trying to make okay. things. So Lindsay Lohan's going to be on a new uh, rom-com on Netflix. Yeah, I heard when did that movie come out. Uh, uh, 2000, 2001, 2002. I'll fact check you on that. Keep mean going. Girls is even on. It's the before cult, the notebook. Before movie the notebook. Rotation. 2004. OK, so 
first of all, we'll go with we'll go with the the lay of the land that Mark has mm-hmm. put out for us here. What were you doing in two thousand four that stopped you from watching it? I don't know. I'm looking at other movies that came out in two thousand four. Lies this? And... Yeah. Oh, oh Dawn of the Dead came out. The Machinist. So the Girl Next Door. I watched that. Oh yeah, I love. Um, so I saw you... the Village. Was disappointed. I saw Butterfly Effect. That was pretty good. You're into a dark, questioning reality phase. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You didn't want like a light rom com. Oh, Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic was out that year. I saw that. Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Like, I, I, I think it's also one of those things that maybe if, if you know how sometimes when you're single one year you don't see certain movies because you don't yeah. have a significant other to watch them with. You're watching movies with other dudes. Point, Rob. For sure. Yeah. It your environment dictates totally. what you're watching. Because there's been certain movies that have been kinda like rom coms or romantic movies that I haven't seen and then I watch them years later and I'm like, Why didn't I watch that? That's totally my jam. I, I, but it's because I wasn't I wasn't in a relationship at that time. I think you should everybody should go through their life and chart like their favorite movies and see how it lines. It's kind of like the fucking 23 and me of movie watching, like see your fucking we're doing genetics this. of movies. It's yeah. weird though. It didn't matter if I was, I was single or in a relationship. I love, I love Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. That's because you can be in a relationship and watch stranger than fiction, or you can watch Step Brothers, and either way, you get the best. But I have discovered so like, much more room for activities. Will, Will Ferrell was like an adult. Like he already was hearkening me back to, my teenage mm. comedy years. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't my teenage comedy guy. Like he's my adult he totally throwback. Is. Totally, is. right? Like he threw me back to times of fucking dirty rotten scoundrels, and you know, like um, that's a gooder, right? Um, what the fuck is his Rupert. name? Rupert. Yeah, Rupert. like th- that era so of that. well, Michael Caine's fan- fantastic. Steve Martin, like all of Steve Martin's movies, like early Steve Martin. May movies. I use the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> Rupert, go play with your pots and pans. (laughs) So it was that goofball comedy that Will Ferrell, like, it reminded me how much I loved Mm -hmm. the early, like, Steve Martin stuff. And kids nowadays have no fucking idea about early Steve Martin. They don't. But guess what? Or Richard Pryor. He's just the old guy that was in uh, the the movie with 12 kids. (laughs) Exactly, right. Yeah, fucking Father of the Bride. (laughs) Or no, 12. Susie Q. Uh, 12 12 hot dogs, six buns, or is it the other way around? Um, it's 12 hot dogs, eight buns. That's it. Why do you do this? But Can I tell guys, you why? Guys, because hang typically, on. You, by the time you get to, you eat all eight hot do- eight hot dogs, right? If you had 12 buns, it's a good chance is those four buns would get too stale and you wouldn't want to eat the last uh, four hot dogs. So you eat oh, eight hot dogs, and then the hot dogs are still good in the fridge, so then you go out and get fresh buns, because fresh buns on hot dogs are the best. Life pro tip, Rob. Rob I, I think movies are cyclical. In the sense that we talked about Will Ferrell, is some people Will Ferrell is their Will Ferrell. To me, it, it harkened back to, like I said, Steve Martin goofy stuff. Now there's people that saw Steve Martin and like, oh, that reminds me of Laurel and Hardy, like early slapstick goofball comedy, right? So it's whatever, wherever you fit into that cycle, is that movies are going to mean more to you sometimes. So oh, for sure, I have I have a lasting impression of certain movies and other ones were whatever, and like. I know what I was doing, where I was doing it, who I was doing it with, which is like sometimes I, it's why people are Star Trek or Star Wars, like where that hit you in your life, you, sir. It's always Star Wars, but that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm like a 60 40 split Star Wars, Star Trek. I don't get caught in my waistband. See, Star the Trek. TV show Star Trek really sold me. On I don't Star get stuck Trek. in my in my waistband. I will fight you. <laughs> phase- <laughs> Guys, hang on here. You can phaser phase- versus blaster. Fa- phase me all record you want. Record that. That's going to be a debate. 
Phaser versus Blaster. I was Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> right in on the wall after after we're done. But guys, guys, well, guys. Martin hasn't seen Mean Girls. Okay, yeah, back to Martin not seeing can, Mean can, Girls. Can I'm say, not letting him off the hook on this one. Can I say one. something about that, though? Like, I love Mean Girls. It's one of my guilty pleasures. But I would not say that Mean Girls is a cinematic gem and is and, 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 and is a placeholder in the evolution of cinema. The Matrix is. Sorry, Mark. Well, okay, but are you arguing technical aspects of making the Matrix? Because correct. Not- okay, sure, and yes, the the uh, oh, fucking well, I mean that's all like bullet yeah. time or bullet. That's talking. thank you very much. The bullet time stuff. Yeah, that is that's that's a game fucking changer right there. I know, but <laughs> but to that point, it is so laced in pop culture has mm-hmm. been memefied out the ass. Like what has. The Matrix, no, Mean Girls. Um, it, it I is, think there's more memes of Matrix than of. It is uh, anchored to mean Tina Fey. Like you can't, yeah, she can't go true. anywhere without that's it true. falling. Like so, I will say Tim, uh, Tim Meadows is badass in it. Yeah, and I will say that uh, yes. Rachel McAdams, mm-hmm. fucking. Mm-hmm. But to <laughs> fetch this whole thing, that is a globally like that is a well-known popular movie. So it stands for Martin to be able to say that because it isn't technically as astounding as The Matrix, but it is. Nonetheless, a fucking fantastic one. So what, like, like now having seen it and caught it and been called fetch, are you going to? Is there a desire to? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I think I should now, but I really have no desire to see it. No. I don't know. Do you know, like, the, the pop cultural references that are pulled from Mean Girls? And not- I see the memes. Yeah? <laughs> I see the memes, yeah. I still don't. I'm like, oh, that's from Mean Girls. I'm going to have to explain that. Was that that date that they put in the meme? I forget what date it is, but someone had to explain that to me the other day. I think we're going to do a debate that circles around Mean Girls, thus forcing you to watch it in advance of said debate. Well, we are doing a debate next weekend where we're recasting the plastics from the Mean Girls oh. with me and Jimmy and CC and Ollie from the CC and Ollie Ooh, show, which are two local podcasters slash sketch comedians are going to come on. So we are actually going to do it. So if you want to be here for that, you're more than welcome to. I think you should force Martin to. I well, yeah, that that actually would be more or like not, watch it. Try to debate it. Like like not watch it. He'd be the only He's one. He's gonna watch it, it on two sp- yeah. on double speed. Yeah. <laughs> but like okay okay like what doesn't what doesn't interest you about it, Martin? Like is it the the high school story that you're not really interested? Is it Lindsay in? Lohan? Is it Lindsay? I, yeah, just the high school story. I mean, I'm not in high school anymore, so I'm just not interested in in that genre really um, at this point. And it's I don't know. It's it, it's just it. I don't. It doesn't seem like I would be. I don't know the target audience for this like tina fey wasn't writing this for me oh no, she, she wasn't writing it for anyone right? like, like that's why i never just, i never saw it like it said like i just never saw it just because i thought that you know it's not written it yeah she didn't have me in mind when she was writing this come with me for one second on this journey martin mm-hmm. mean girls <laughs> mean girls is basically the same story as karate kid what it's He's... it's a boy it's a person that is taken out of a completely different environment where they were raised, thrown into a new school where they don't belong. They 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 struggle with wanting to be part of the cool clique and then getting put down, not being able to be part of it, finding friends that are outside of that circle and then finding themselves in the long run and then turning against the bad people at the school. It's a coming-of-age tale. It's like a coming-of-age tale. Yeah, man. The only difference, though, is... Is that she? Is that uh, Danielson never joined Cobra Kai? <laughs> That's true. That's, did you guys see the? the but is I like, there a crane kick? Is there a crane kick in it? Oh, it is fucking <laughs> mad. What? What was that, Martin? 
is there a crane kick in it? <laughs> Basically. They're, they they sort of crane kick them in the, like the burn book when they she turns the, the sure, yeah, right yeah, she yeah. turns the the, the turns tides the, on it's a metaphorical crane kick yes there's no... so she fucks back in different ways right metaphorical yes she fucks mm, yes metaphoric. <laughs> but she screws with them in a in a more uh, subtle manner Halloween the only day of the year where girls can dress slutty. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right out of the fucking. I have Tina Fey's book, so I I read it after, and it just makes me love the movie even more. Like you can you can see her writing it. But see, again, Tina it, to be fair, is, she's a fucking genius. To be fair, like it is not a movie that is marketed to our demographics. So if but it is, I strangely fucking love it. Yeah, no, it it just, just has... like what's the cheerleader movie with Kirsten Dunst? Oh, bring it, bring it, bring it, <laughs> bring it on. I love that. Oh, the first oh it's one. been brought. <laughs> like it's so bad, but I just I, I it's like it's like spirit fingers. Oh, dude. Oh, me. I still reference spirit fingers and people, and when people don't get it, I'm always like, what the fuck? Pitch Perfect. I fucking am a sucker for Pitch Perfect. I'm not a big fan. Oh, love it. I've seen it. I mean, it's good, but I don't. I, I can almost do into, the cup song. Maybe I'm not into acapella. Do they call themselves the pitches? Is that part of? <laughs> Is that, is that part of Pitch Perfect? Is that? I mean, they're missing something there. Anyways. Anyways. Okay, what's so yours, Mike? What's mine? Yeah, admit it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> admit it! Um, Toy Story. What? All, any it? of them? None of them. None of them. No? Not a Why? single one. Damn. I know. I know oh, Buzz. That's worse. What kind of childhood did you have? <laughs> What are you? I knew this was going this way. Um, no buzz, no Woody, no nothing. No. Are you dead inside? Just oh my God. okay. All right. Mr. Potato Head. Nothing. Nothing, guys. Rex. Like, no. Like I, I know that. I, who's Rex? Is that Little Bo Peep? No. Sid. What about Sid? Who's Sid? <laughs> God, he tortures his toys. What the three-eyed uh, little creature, the space creature. <laughs> Well, okay, and hang on. Hear me the out here, crane. guys. <laughs> have I? Have you, I started, those, you started selling the people inside the locker in Men in Black. <laughs> all, all hail J. All hail J. Two for one pizza. <laughs> They're kind of almost the same. Large character. adult section in the back. <laughs> okay. Um, we watched Men in Black uh, International this week too. It's good. It was actually pretty good. Anyway, go on. I. Wow. I, I know I said that the 90s was the best era of making for filmmaking, and this is smack dab in the middle of it in 95. That's like the, this birth, created that's the birth of Pixar. Yeah. I know. The birth of Pixar. This is, the, this is the birth of computer animated fucking full length. Go back to films. Rob's idea about like advancements in filmmaking. Fuck. The yeah, Matrix is still bigger. I know. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off? <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Inflection. Fuck it helps. off. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, first of all, yeah, um, right smack dab in the middle of my childhood, I was playing sports at the time. Oh. So I was. Likely story. I was, but like, I was watching. Like ping pong? No, like basketball and volleyball and track and all of those sports in junior high and high school so i was really into sports movies so i was really into things like rad he got <laughs> rudy he <laughs> 
he got game, right? I, I, I or love like, how Mike hates us. Or basketball diaries, right? Like, basketball diaries has nothing to do dude, with basketball. No, well, I found that out after. It so. literally has to do with like inhaling drugs. Yeah. No, I, I like literally inhaling and like inhaling mass amounts. That was a sad day. That's all I'm gonna say. But Can we titled this part of Mike's life as the hip hop phase. It seems like this is his hip hop phase. Oh, hundred percent. Before or after eyeliner. He was watching before. a lot of okay. In Living Color. Yeah. He had track pants. He had a cardboard box where he would break dance. Oh, 100%. oh, I pull that shit out with my with my uh, Adidas Adidas break dance like DMC Adidas theme. Yeah. Oh, totally. So. Yeah, I was into a lot of those movies, and I've just never like I graduated out of my kid phase for cartoons. And I'll it show just... you, white men can jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the original Shake and Bake in the movies. That's the original Shake and Bake in movies. Yeah, no, I I thought I I definitely thought I was Woody. Um, I just prior. I will use your reasoning, Mark. Priorities at the time were not like I liked cartoons, but I graduated out of them. I don't know what happened, but I just have I have I have a hard time sitting down for an animated movie. Like I loved Soul because I've seen the progression. I've noticed the progression of Pixar and how amazing they are at what they do. There's there's nothing about what it was that I wouldn't have liked. It's just a bunch of fucking toys. So did you see other Disney movies? Yeah. I've, 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 so let's let's this is usually a good determinant of when you're different ages what disney movie was most impactful to you in your sure okay. years right like me uh, little mermaid fell the other ones were kind of made before i was born and when i was little but little mermaid was like my first date i took to little mermaid in sure yeah 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 Al- um, it's aladdin for me aladdin for sure i think i'm Well, Beauty and the Beast. I was going to say you're Beauty and the Beast all day. I'm Beauty and the Beast all day. (laughs) It's Beauty and the Beast, Tarzan, Lady and the Tramp, The Rescuers Down Under. See, those are old, though. Yeah, those are. But the one that really came out, right? Like the one that was actually like a new release in the theater. Beauty and the Beast. Okay. 100%. Be our guest all day long. Be our guest. Oh, under the sea. Which, and like, moment of remembrance, the doo-doo voice Sebastian died this week. Oh, so, that's, that's sad. Right? But yeah, no, I, though, and those, those movies I loved, and I do love the classic collection, like the big plastic VHS box classic, collect, classic collection. So when Disney went off the rails from that, I think that might have been where I was lost. Had I been coming up, say, six years, eight years later, and been born in the early 90s, then yeah, I'd have been all over that shit. So Toy Story's like new Coke. Exactly. I like my old Coke. I like I like the back of my throat to go numb. Oh, wait, what are we? <laughs> oh, we're talking about Coca-Cola. Yes, Sorry. Yes, Coca-Cola. Um, but yeah, so uh, I just, timing and lack in faith in Disney after my, uh, the, the, the big animation era. You don't, there's not that much thought into it. You just were too busy fucking... Fucking mac and chicks, mac and chicks, and break dancing in a fucking break dancing on a cardboard box. Fucking jeans backwards. Yeah. Oh. Can I make a suggestion? Totally. I think you. I think you. I think you need to watch them. And I'm. This is coming from. Pull your mic up. Yeah. My mic's falling all over the place. Is that better? Yeah. You just. You got quiet for some reason. This got turned. (laughs) He got turned. (laughs) Too turned. Microphone. I got turned with new Coke. Um. (laughs) You know, as a, uh, you know, you know, I've got a two-year-old now, so I watch a lot of fucking Disney. <laughs> I, I think I've seen Moana fucking as much as I've seen The Matrix. 
And um, but I've watched. So all, have I. I've watched all four. <laughs> to- I've watched all four Toy Stories. Yeah, but I've seen The Matrix like forty times. Um, they are so fucking good. I've heard. And they they actually make me tear up at some points. And you know, I've also heard. Thank you for being my. Friend. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I even know that, right? Like, I know the history around it. I and know you know what? The first Toy Story good. is good. It it seems a little campy now with the animation, but you know, Toy Story three and the new the newest one four that came out. Holy fuck, are those well done movies, dude? I even went to Toy Story Land. In Florida, in Disney World. No, you're a poser. And water. No, I didn't get it. The little <laughs> green army men from yeah, Toy no, Story were just so... And and they're voiced by, uh, hey, Private, how tall are you? <laughs> oh, Five shit. Five foot ten. I didn't know they stacked shit Ar- that high. That's, that's Arlie Emery? Yep, he does the voice of the army guys. That's awesome. Martin, what do you think about me not seeing... I've, I've, I've... You know, Mike, you gave me a lot of slack for not seeing Mean Girls, and I, you know what? It wasn't marketed to me. I get that, but like, if you had a childhood, you had to watch Toy Story. Like, did you have a childhood? Or if I, you have a, I, mean, it just... I, 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 are you the fucking Tin Man? <laughs> Probably with arthritis, but not with a fucking lack of a heart. No, I. You know what? Like, if you really want to like dig, like, I mean, that's not a good time in my childhood as a kid. Mm. Like, a lot of lot, lot of shit with parents and 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 just coming into my own and stuff. So like, yeah, I don't. I had a I had a good childhood. I wasn't deprived, but I didn't have one full of magic that Toy Story would oh, draw me no, to. No, but see, Toy Story has that underlying sadness of the old toys that get thrown away. Mm-hmm. You would have really you would have connected with them. What the mm-hmm. fuck are you saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody's thrown me away yet. <laughs> Maybe we well, should. that's what it is. It, it like brings that magic of your childhood back because everyone wishes when they were a kid that their toys would, you know, wake up and you can play with them and talk to them. It's like your imagination. That's what Toy Story brings out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think we just figured out. Yeah. Okay. This is good that I'm on the couch right now because I'm I'm having some realizations here. Mm-hmm. Um, that I you're think broken. It... Yeah, we know that. <laughs> and, and how did that make you feel? Uh, well, my mom threw out all my toys at at that point. Like yeah. she did you gut the, me. You know what the prescription is? More Adderall? Not more cowbell. <laughs> All four Toy Story movies. I mean, I know it would be an emotional overload, and I'd probably be like, what the fuck was I thinking? But uh, anyways, right, Rob. Right after my Matrix trilogy, we're going to sit down and do the quad, uh, quad trilogy. Uh, it is not just the trilogy, because you also have to watch Animatrix. Oh, yeah. fuck that. <clears throat> yeah, no, that, which is universe, not original. Well, is it the original? Is it canon? Is it canon? It's canon. It's canon. It's canon. <laughs> Anyways, we've done Mean Girls, we've done Matrix, we've done Toy Story. Rob, giving everybody shit. What the fuck in over there? What the uh, fuck haven't you seen? Is there anything Admit you it. haven't seen, Rob? Okay, there's two. Okay, Ooh. I'm going to give you two. So the first one is I've never seen Schindler's List. What the fuck? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Not even in school? Because we were, no. I think I was, Martin, were you forced to watch it? Not forced, but were you, were you, did you watch it in school? No, I didn't. I definitely didn't watch it. I watched it older when I was an adult, just because so, I, as a kid, I, I didn't think I would have appreciated it as much. Because I was like, what? It came out when you were in high school, right? I think. When did Chim's List come out? I saw it. I'm in just high gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at this one. The other one's Casablanca. I've never seen Casablanca. No, it was Schindler's List. Yeah, <laughs> Schindler's List is Schindler's List is the one. Important. Okay, and it, I would guess. Like I, I've seen snippets of it. I, I know the premise of it. I know that Liam Neeson yeah. is it. I know it's Steven Spielberg. It won a ton of Oscars. I've never watched the entire movie. I've seen little snippets of it, but I've never watched it from start to finish. Can I guess why? 
If I have to, I have to talk to guests. <laughs> sure. Is it because of its nature and it, it? If you've heard that it's a hard movie to watch, I would sympathize with why you're not lining up to watch it because it is a hard movie to watch. No, it's not about it being a hard movie because I'm. I've seen a lot of movies, like a lot, I know. a lot. And That's it's just, so I think it was one of those things where it was always on the docket and it just, it just got pushed back and back and back. And it's long. I mean, it's three hours, it's three hours, it's three and hours change, of change. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just one of those things where it was like, you're like, okay, we're going to watch this. And then you're like, but hot tub time machine just came out. <laughs> Or watch that as you do i totally <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, this is you know this story because it's a historical uh when did it come out 96 93 yeah but you know what i would have. So you probably didn't give a fuck about well it. no i think i think my parents rented it and my intention was to watch it and i for whatever reason maybe i wasn't home or i just didn't get a chance to watch it um you know it was it was important to me i think just because we're I was in that right age that I actually yeah. cared about. But this. I love Spielberg. I've always loved Spielberg. And even when I was like younger, like I knew who directors were of movies when I was like nine or ten. And that's always been something that's been super important to me. And I think because just, Spielberg made yeah. it is what made me mm-hmm. see it. I'm like, you know, the the guy who fucking made E.T. Like, you know. Well, and it was the first time he won an Oscar, and he's such a he's such a great director. Like Somebody tells me they haven't seen fucking E.T. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of it's one of the, it's one of those things like sometimes, you know, you 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 tell somebody that like Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist and people are like, what are you like? Are you kidding me? Like there's so many great movies he's done that you forget how many great masterpieces he's done. And I am ashamed that I have not seen it. And I will now add it, re-add it to my docket. He's one of those directors that doesn't like he doesn't, you make, say it's he a, doesn't make bad if you movies. Say if it's a Spielberg movie, that doesn't you. It's hard to picture that in your mind. If I tell you it's a fucking Nolan movie, you know what you're getting. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah, <clears throat> like um, like Tin, you know the Tin Tin movie, which is fucking awesome. Spielberg yep. directed it. Fucking so good. Yeah, he's all over. The Catch me if stuff. you can. Spielberg. Fucking Spielberg. No, I I know what you're saying, and like Indiana Jones, fucking Spielberg. Jurassic Park, baby. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Must go faster. Must go faster. Did not, you also not direct Gerino, that? But not Jurassic <laughs> Park. <laughs> that one. You're telling me that wasn't a Spielberg masterpiece? That was Steven Spoofberg. <laughs> oh, Steven Spunkberg production. <laughs> but that's Steven with a V, not a PH. Spunkberg Productions presents Jurassic Park. I think um, it was Spunk Works. <laughs> yeah. No, that's way better. I like that one. Spunk Works it is. Uh, also, the, I mean, the, the, that's a long movie. Like to like you, that's you know when that movie is. That movie is at ten a.m. on a Sunday. Get a cup of coffee, and you know, no, it's a, or a Wednesday evening, or a Wednesday. Did you say oral Wednesday or? I oral said Wednesday. or a Wednesday <laughs> okay. evening. Get your fucking mind out of the gutter. You're like fucking. <laughs> you're like you're like obsessed with like reach arounds and fucking. <laughs> And fucking Bukaki finishes. Oh, <laughs> Colonel Angus. <laughs> Colonel, co- co- that's one of the best SNL skits ever. <laughs> Colonel Angus. Uh, all right, Martin. Any anything else you want to add to this? I feel like I'm getting the least bit of shit. That's why I'm, I think. I'm up. <laughs> yeah, as a movie, Schindler's List. I, it, it's probably as I see it. I didn't see it when it first came out because, like I said, I was a kid. I probably wouldn't appreciate it. So I saw it as an adult, and. Not ashamed to admit it, one of the movies that I specifically remember making me cry at the very end. I was like, wow, that was crazy. That was a crazy ride. 
there is no shame in crying in a movie. A movie, if it if it makes you cry, the movie's done its job. I refuse to watch it because it's black and white. But it's so it's good. Not com- it's not completely. I know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's this one. I, I'm, well aware, I'm well aware of the red accent in the scene. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, no, I had to watch it. I didn't have to watch it. I, I, I've watched it probably 20, 30 times. But you see, in, in 90, you see it 20 or 30 times? Easily. In 93, wow. I, still thought, I still thought I was getting a degree in theater. In university in '93, so I was like into filmmaking at that point. Oh, so you were you were. Watching I was starting university. See, I was starting university, and I was going take, into a theater degree. So it was. Did you like, take film studies? Though? I was. Yeah, I, was, I took. I took film I was studies big my first into, year. Uh, I was big into theater at that time. So. I remember I got to write a paper on Blade Runner, and I was just like, I get to watch Blade Runner in class, and then write a fucking essay about it. Yeah, I got to do that for Top Gun for sound effects. For, That's cool for band. We actually, or in music production, we watched Top Gun, and he was like, "This is a lesson in sound effects." I was like, "Sure, whatever, whatever, Maverick." I wrote a paper on Nicholas Coppola. Oh, oh, hmm, who's that? <laughs> I don't know. What did he do? National. He's a national treasure. Just, uh, just Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Spicoli. That's literally the only thing he. I think that's the only movie that he was credited as Coppola in. Was it? That was the only one. Yeah. He was in and out of Hollywood. <laughs> um, I don't want my famous uncle to make me famous. Exactly. You guys want to do? I'm going to make really bad movies and do it instead. Well, actually, first off, before Face Off is not no, a bad I, movie, but, but he now will almost do anything. Did you guys but see that picture of John Travolta walking through the? Yeah, <laughs> <that's pretty laughs> I love that. That's something to be said about Cage is that he will do anything, which makes him. Nicholas well, he does Cage. anything now because he's broke. Yeah, well, that's, that's what happens when you buy T Rex heads on the uh, black market. He, he had the he had the world's greatest comic book collection before all that, and didn't like mm. credit as having like the single most extensive like comic book collection ever. It's easy to buy a collection though when you got he, Nicholas Cage money. Yeah, but he's but he's also a huge fan. Okay, he's a nerd. Fair enough. I he mean, he wanted to be he wanted to be Superman for fucking ever. We've all I've seen the documentary. It's probably yeah. one of the best never happens that could have ever happened in the history of cinema. I'd rather see National Treasure three than Nick Cage's Superman, though. Uh, yeah, I agree. I really liked National Treasure. I, I love, love National those movies. Treasure. Mark, yeah, that was a fun movie. I liked it. That style of movie I liked. It's Indiana Jones ish. It is very Indiana. Mm. Ooh, let's solve some. Okay, it's or it's kind of like archaeological um, conspiracy. Um, angels and demons and Oh, Da Vinci Code. Uh, da Vinci Code isn't as funny as I know, but but it, but, it, but I like puzzles with less murder. <laughs> Keeping the secret of Jesus's identity isn't as funny yeah. as I thought it would be. Yeah, uh, you guys want to do? Would you rather? Sure. All right. What, let's. Wait, wait, let's wait, I, come this far. I don't remember this one. All right. It's too late to go home early. That's good. <laughs> that's that's a, good. That's good that you don't know what I'm about to tell you. That's not her accent either. Well, that was kind of <laughs> uh, that was kind of like a weird. It wasn't like, there a, wasn't there a thing where we're doing accents? Was that, yes. Was that was that like a uh, Swedish German kind of mix? I thought it was Transylvanian. It sounded Transylvanian. <laughs> I believe. Welcome to my house. I, <laughs> from what Wakasia. <laughs> so. So yes, there is an accent thing, and it was brought up earlier. And I, I didn't want to cut you guys off because you were, you were. It was funny, but uh, Chris, uh, Chris every, Cook. But everything we say is funny, so it's hard to interrupt. You mean Almost Chris Cook true. from Cooks with Cook with Chris? Yeah, Cook Cook the longest. You fucking, know Chris Cook from I, Cook with Chris? We know Chris Cook somehow. He's a fan of the fucking show. Won't stop sending us videos. And uh, he asked a question and thought it would be fun to do. And this is inspired by you guys. Have you guys, everybody seen the trip here with with Steve uh, Coogan? 
I don't think so. Okay, so it's a spinoff. Is that a documentary? It's not a documentary. It's, it's like a docu. It's like it's kind of filmed like it's a documentary. It's filmed but it's like not. it's a documentary. So they they play themselves. One's an actor, one's his friend, and they were supposed to go on a. They travel across Europe, right? In exactly. Like that shitty van. Exactly. I've only seen the trailer. Okay, so but <laughs> they sit down at they sit down at at dinner and they have a Michael Caine off. Oh. So. Um, so we're gonna do Michael Caine accents. We're gonna pull out our phones and we're gonna pull up lines that Michael Caine has said in movies, and we're each gonna take an attempt to, um, or say the same line. No, no, so no, what? no, no, no. We have to find specific lines. Okay, Michael Caine movie lines. I, I, was I say... call Goldfinger. I call Austin Powers. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, um, I'll do Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Or Mark, do you want to do Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? I don't care. Okay, hang on here. Um, he spells his name correctly, right, Mike? Yeah, uh, he does. <laughs> he spells his name correctly. Does I love it? Okay, right, Mickey I will do. I will do a long one because I'm putting you through all this. We didn't have to. Do I'm it. Michael Kine. <laughs> That's what they do in the fucking movie in the trip. They're just like, I'm Michael Kine. No, uh, I'm Michael. Oh, Michael Kine. So, um, I'm gonna go last. Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. You go first. All right, Rob, you're up. Give us your best, <coughs> Michael. <coughs> so I am gonna do Nigel Powers from the third Austin Powers movie. <laughs> Give it to us, man. I'm Michael Caine. No, just kidding. <laughs> there are only two things I can't stand in the worst world: people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> Mine was terrible, but whatever. But it's the best quote. <laughs> it's the best quote. It is easily the best quote from it. Okay. Uh, this is obviously something you're going to have to vote for in the comments, ladies and gentlemen, because we're not going to put this online and outside of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, it's not good. And fuck you, Chris. Uh, Martin, I call on you to go second. Here is my impression of Michael Caine reading Humpty Dumpty. <clears throat> <laughs> Umpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Umpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Umpty together again. Oh, very nice. Wow, I think I only heard one miss there, man. You, it was like a 99% shot there. Um, Mark, do you want to go last? You want me um, to go last? Can I ask you a question, Martin? Yeah. How often do you recite this in the shower? <laughs> oh, lots. That's how I prep for a show. <laughs> <When I'm laughs> that's how I loosen up the vocal cords. I think of Michael Caine and Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> you want me to go next, Mark? Or you want to go next? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how. I I can't even picture fucking Michael Caine talking. Well, this is Michael Caine. This the is first Ma thing you say <clears throat> is, "I'm Michael Caine." Yeah, and then off, <laughs> from there. Yeah, yeah, use that as inspiration. <laughs> Work from there. So uh, I'm gonna do uh, Alfred Pennyworth. Yes. From Batman. Some men aren't looking for anything logical. They can't be bought, bullied, or reasoned or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Very good, Mike. Not bad. Not bad. That was cold too. I didn't even have a chance to warm up. Wow. All right. Whew. Felt good. Whoa, that <laughs> you was. You wouldn't believe that that was the exact quote that I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> Choose one from Inception. No, Michael Caine, Jaws 3. <laughs> is he in Jaws 3? Yeah, he is. Oh, no, that's Jaws 3 or 4, too. I think he's in Jaws 2. Sorry. I'll look it up. But I know he's in one of the Jawses. Okay, one second here. I'm looking for you, too, here, buddy. Um... He has some good lines in uh, Children of Men. Yes, he does. It's Jaws 2, The Revenge. Uh, why don't you just do easy-peasy lemon squeezy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, just give give us a sound bite. You don't have to do a soliloquy like I did. Michael Caine. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Mm, you, you got, but, I got nothing. I yeah. don't really. Isn't aren't your parents British? Like don't yeah, don't you have an but edge? See, <laughs> see, but that's like uh, Martin went very Cockney, and he's he's Michael Caine's a little smoother than Cockney. He's you not smooth he's, it out. But it also depends on which Michael Caine. He's not exactly the same accent in every that's movie. That's right. Sometimes he'll upclass himself, and sometimes he'll downclass himself. Oh uh, God. Okay, well, how about one of us choose chooses I just, the line? Nah, I I suck, so whatever. No, no, let's do Michael Caine. Ruprecht. Do you want the gentle cuff? Yeah. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That was great. There you go. Is that Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Dirty Rotten Yes. Pat that shit out. Bravo. 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 Cheerio. Cheerio. Ruprecht. <laughs> Give us one more. One more take. Got, and just say, I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael <laughs> Come I'm on. Michael Kahn. I'm Michael Kahn. This is how it starts, and it doesn't stop. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's I'm just move Michael Kahn. All right, fair no, enough. No, I'm Michael Kahn. It was easier to admit you didn't watch The Matrix than it was to do a Michael Kahn impression. to admit I don't have a Michael Kahn. All right. Uh, so that was question number two. Thank you to our friend at Chris. Chris Cook from Cook Like Chris. Maybe one of us will be on your show again after you Chris Cooks. This. Chris Cook Cooks. Cook, cook kills Cooks? Cook, cooks and... Kills Cooks with Chris Cooks Cooks squared? All right. Here's one. This uh, we'll, we'll do. We'll do a Would You Rather and see where we're at for time once we're done this year. Uh, this one is inspired by either uh, running for your life or living alone for the rest of your days. So, would you rather be violently hunted in the purge or wake up in any post-apocalyptic situation by yourself with nobody around you? Martin, oh, would I still have Wi-Fi <laughs> like, while running in the purge? <laughs> no, I mean if you're if you're by yourself. Would I still have Wi-Fi? I'm guessing you would until you wouldn't. Like, that's going to be something that's going to take a while to not exist anymore because of satellites and shit. So let's just assume you have it for... My lifetime? So, uh, just a quick question. Do you think the internet solely relies on satellites? No. I'm <laughs> I'm just... <clears throat> Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's underground cables. Uh, some of them are underwater. <laughs> I in my in my head I said Rob's gonna say some of them are underwater. <laughs> <laughs> that was my internal monologue. Rob, Rob's gonna get it. I literally, when you said it, I looked over to Rob and waited. <laughs> it's like you willed me to say it. You're like, I know those like, words are right, in your mind right now. I will pull them out Rob, right now. Rob, I will is pull them out like the heart out of a, out of, the beating heart out of a chest. <laughs> Rob's and the temple of doom, the cable that runs under the fucking Pacific that the fucking Russians are tapping into right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And don't forget to leave a little bit of slack because the ocean's getting a little bit bigger every year. That's the Atlantic, though. <laughs> okay, uh, Martin. Somehow we 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 shifted this conversation to tectonic plates. What? That's fine. We can shift back. It's our show. Post-apocalyptic. It's kind of cool that they ride on liquid magma. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hang on. Post-apocalyptic world or uh, Purge? Which one are you running through? Or I think I'd post-apocalyptic world. If I'm the last man on Earth, at least I'm not constantly trying to run for my life. But it's only 24 hours. Oh. Like it's a well, then I'm going to be the last person for 24 hours. No, it's either 
How's your cardio, though? Like, do you think you could survive a per- Okay, basically <laughs> what I'm asking you is, do you think somebody wants to fucking kill you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got enemies, Mike. I got enemies. Okay, so, like, do you think... Like, <laughs> this is a quick rapid-fire round here. Let's go. I already picked post-apocalyptic. Okay, so, because you're dealing with yourself and only you, and that's your only one. Okay, perfect. All right. Mark? Uh, Purge. Purge. Mm. Purge. Why? The, uh, uh, a... the best defense is a strong offense. <laughs> <laughs> he also has bow staff <laughs> skills. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, what uh, what was that movie with Dennis Rodman where he's like, offense gets the glory, but defense wins the game. You can't hunt the hunted. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't Any hunt given the Sunday. Yeah, sure. You can't un- no, hunt not. the hunter. That's it? Yeah. Okay. I'd be too busy hunting other people that I wouldn't care if something. You think you could really deal with a purge? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I got a list, Mike. I got a list. <laughs> you got some grievances? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you give me, give me 12 hours. That's all I need. No blue flowers outside of your house to signify <laughs> you're not on board. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Rob, what about you? Some would argue that the purge is a post-apocalyptic world. You what? No, not really. When not I... really. Yeah. Okay. No. One is. Um, I choose the purge. You again. And I'll tell you why. Because as cool as being in a post-apocalyptic world would be, ultimately it would suck because I don't have some of those basic survival skills. But I feel like I'd be able to run away, hide enough, or find a weapon and fuck up the people hunting me. Okay. I'm going post-apocalyptic only because I'm an only child, so it feels like home. Which post-apocalyptic do you picture when you picture post-apocalyptic? Oblivion? <sighs> no. Umbrella Academy. Uh, no. Last Man on Earth. Mad Max. Yeah, that's what I pick with Tandy. Last Man on Earth with Tandy. Yeah, but the, he's not—he's not really the Last Man on Earth. He's but not, if he was, and and there's all this infrastructure in place, which is Zombie like Land. Me. Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am legend. <laughs> like, I, honestly, it would be the last man on earth because up until he finds people, he's got it pretty good. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Oh yeah, I'd do that. Would too, you? you know? Would you drive a stealth bomber around too, like him? That's pretty funny, actually. Is yeah, it a stealth true. bomber? Or is it a tank? I can't it's remember. A stealth, stealth it's a stealth bomber. bomber. He okay, takes it to yeah. the grocery store. That's right. <laughs> but he can't fly it. All he does is taxi it around. <laughs> that's right. Fuck, that was such a. I wish they were. That's a show you got to revive. If if you're gonna revive, like he was so, and like he committed to the half beard. Thing oh yeah that like the half facial hair everything like that was shauna had a customer who actually did that for halloween it was oh, colin wow. colin did that for halloween and did the eyebrow and everything did he yeah he did There's, i have pictures of it i'll show it to you sometime um lunatic okay love so it. purge purge love it we got a tie yeah. here yeah. you guys sure you don't want to come hang out with us in a post-apocalyptic well event? if it's last man on earth post-apocalyptic i'm in then i'm gonna take that too okay yeah. But what would be the point of picking like Zombie Land? Because you still got to deal with it. If I'm gonna be Zombie Land, I might as well do the purge for 24 hours. You know what I mean? There's no point. Like Mad Max, where I'm like worried about enough water and and fighting with like crazy mother's milk with with you know crazy uh, you know S and M geared up fucking guys trying to get petroleum. You know, like that's fucked up. But yeah. if I could just go move into the fucking White House and fucking call it a day, shit in the fucking. Stanley Cup and <laughs> whatever I wanted to do. Is that is that your bucket list of post-apocalyptic <laughs> yeah, adventures? White House, then shit in Stanley Cup. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah, like what is what if the post-apocalyptic is like you know post World War Three nuclear exchange? And there's like, nothing. 
and there's nothing. There's no a food. Barren wasteland. You're slowly dying of radiation poisoning. You're obsessed with carrying your gear well, yeah, counter around. Sure. Incredible dust storms. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. like sandworms. <laughs> Post apocalyptic or afterlife? What are we talking about here? Uh, I, uh, I think he's talking about Arrakis. Okay. Yeah, is it do? Is there spice? Because <laughs> I heard that shit gets you high. I'll pick. I'll pick spice. If there's spice on the ground, I'm picking. I'm picking spice. I've also. I've you, also not seen Dune. You can. You can actually. What? Get no, out. <laughs> give, a, give me your... Sh- you haven't seen Fincher's Dune? <laughs> I haven't seen Dune, guys. Yeah. No, I'm that's a... What? But I'm going to. Like, I'm going to watch... You know what? Honestly, the... It, it, I've heard so much bad shit about it's, it that it's, I'm hard... It's, it's like good bad. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. But I'm a David Lynch fan, too, so... I just know that he says this isn't my finest I hour. Just, I just, I just love that fucking John Luke Picard is fucking Gurney in that shit. The miniseries that came out on TV like in the early two thousands is actually a really good one. Oh, the watch. one that was on the Sci Fi Channel. I've actually never yeah. seen. There That's is a good one version of the of Lynch's Dune where they added an extra hour of commentary in between with like animated sequences that explains each of the house. That was a special Sci Fi Channel version that was released in the early nineties. If you ever get a chance to watch that, that's a cool one to watch. Okay. I do want to get a lay of the land before I go to the theater to watch it. Oh, dear God, I say the theater. Um, Dude, we're fucking watching that thing in the theater. We're watching that thing in the theater. We saw Tenet in the theater. We're watching that in the David theater. David Lynch movies. Mm. Twin Peaks, baby. Yeah. Did you ever see Twin is Peaks? Is David Lynch do, is it, it, did he do Existence? I'm not that big of a fan. I think so. And he did Naked Lunch, right? He did Naked Lunch. Did he sure. not do Eraserhead? He also did Eraserhead. Oh, yeah. Eraserhead's great. Yeah, Razorhead makes no sense. I, the problem is though, is that None every time I've sense. seen That's it, trick. I've only I've only seen it a couple of times, and one of the times I didn't see it, I couldn't, I fell asleep because I was I was so high that I don't really remember what happens. Uh, so it's almost like I didn't see it. Yeah, I, Children of Men. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's like he's just waiting for the but, closing. But, but you don't did, have to but, say anything but anymore. Did, but didn't he? Re- you rewatched it, didn't you? He realized I did. I did. Because yeah. he was too high the first time, yeah. which happens to the best of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just that was that was a perfect great film, by the way. Those one those one camera takes, so great. Like that that back that reverse car chase. Oh God. Okay, yeah. can I do a quick segment? It's called "What Is Mark Hamill's Best Non Star Wars Movie," and each one of us gets to shout out one movie and go, Mark. I don't even know. Movie or character movie. Oh, <clears throat> wow. He he's probably. Than... I was. Well, as the Joker in Batman movies. Okay, I'll g- I'll give you that one, Martin. I was gonna go with the Joker as the in the Killing Joke. Okay, Mike. I don't know. Correct answer is the Giver and or Corvette Summer. I'm looking at what he's done here. Oh fuck, this is a rabbit hole. We can do this. <laughs> We're going long here. We gotta we gotta wrap this. Shit Mark up. Hamill also has a really new TikTok channel that's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Oh, his dog. I saw the one with his dog. <laughs> Where his dog keeps putting the paw up and yeah. he takes the paw. It's... Tell me your dog's needy without telling, telling me your, your dog dog's is needy. needy. <laughs> I don't use Chinese spy machine apps. I know. I know. For entertainment, well, I do. <laughs> I, got, I got lots of other stuff, but we're out of time. So uh, we, we're going to save it. To everybody who, who sent questions, because there's three more that we didn't get to. One of them I know you would love. We'll save it for next time. Favorite movie theater in Winnipeg. Ooh, we're going to have to work Ooh. on that one. That was from the Manitoba Money Shop. Ever? Ever? Like your favorite, like, mem- your favorite memory of a theater in Winnipeg oh, as a kid. I've got, I've as got, a kid yeah. or just as ever, ever, ever whatever, ever, 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 ever. Can it be X-rated? I didn't know. We- okay, Dominion News. 
We no. can talk about. It's not a theater. That's like a booth. <laughs> what was it's that? More of a booth. It's a booth, not a theater. The booth. If there's only one door. <laughs> if there's, if there's no egress. It's not a movie theater. If there's audio show. and a screen, isn't it a theater? Uh, argumentative. <laughs> we can do that next time. But thank you to everybody who listened this time. This has been a blast. Uh, we'll have another debate for you next time. Uh, so go check out everything us, therealdebaters.ca. Martin, what can they buy there? Uh, buy a skateboard, please. Yeah, like buy one. Like we keep saying this in hopes that somebody will because you're going to be a big fucking deal if you buy a skateboard. Because Rob said, all you got to do is prove that you bought one and then you can help us make an episode and you can get a shout out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we were going to do that. Yeah, that's I've been cool. selling that for weeks, man. Um, so realdebaters.ca. That's where you can see all of our faces. You can read about us. You can learn to subscribe where on what, what whatever favorite podcast player you uh, you listen to us on. Uh, there's uh, we're doing bios. Mark's bios done. Ian Ian Bowa's bios done. So if you want to get to know Mark and Ian a little bit better on their tastes, head to that uh, host page. You can. Was that a passive aggressive uh, nudge to get the rest of us to finish? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Delve deeper into the realiverse. Yeah, the realiverse exactly. <laughs> the re- the fucking realiverse. I love it. Uh, and then if you want to buy our shit, it's the prop shop. If you want to donate to the show and throw pocket change at us, you can do that. One, two bucks, guys. Don't feel the need to go out and buy a skateboard if you can't afford it. We know times are tough with this crazy pandemic. So uh, if you want to throw a buck at us, that goes to paying for shit, paying for streaming. But we all know, also know that people are uh, saving record amounts of money. So take some of that savings. Don't buy crypto and buy a fucking skateboard. There you go. All right, Leah, listen, listen to our financer here. <laughs> the real debater is a better investment, better investment than Dogecoin. <laughs> But maybe not Ethereum. <laughs> if you want to reach any of us, it's the Real Debaters at gmail.com. And to follow us online, follow us at Real Debaters. That is on Instagram and Twitter. Search Real Debaters on YouTube. We have now got a new movie, or a movie. We're not making movies yet. Uh, we've got a new short series. They're called Real Quicks, where each of us give you a five-minute take on something that we've watched and why you should watch it with a little bit of humor thrown in. Martin's there. I'm there. Everybody else is going to be up there shortly. So subscribe on YouTube. Real Debaters. All the spelling is R-E-E-L. And you can also find those videos on Instagram, too, if that is your place to watch your shit. I have been Michael Petro in Vancouver. It has been... I have been Jimmy Stewart the Third. <laughs> Rob, who are you this week, buddy? Stewart of Jimmy. Perfect. Are you Stuart Little Mark? Stuart Little Mark? <laughs> that actually works. <laughs> Stuart Little Mark. Stuart Little Mark. <laughs> and I have been... Mark, Mike, Mark Cow. Mark, Mark Cow. Mark and I've been Michael Petro thank you for listening watch all the fucking movies peace as he says we are gone